And welcome to Scaptech, everyone. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing all the new weapons added to Escape from Tarkov, whether or not you should be purchasing them in your progression throughout the game. Then we're going to be discussing the changes to more so progression around ammo, as well as some ammo changes themselves, but mostly around progression and where they sit within that particular structure. And then finally, we're going to be talking about BSG stats because last week we forgot to cover it. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so Church, the new guns and gear, how, how much have you been using these so far? What have you seen? What, what are you thinking? So um, I've used a couple of them. I've been keeping a close eye on some of the um, people who mine out the information of this stuff. And um, so I've been kind of like taking a bit with what they said and factoring that into my analysis, as they say. Um, but yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. There's the just to like briefly go over a couple of them that we got um, that are relevant would be like the G36 and its variants. Yeah. Um, we also got the SAG 545AK, uh, which is basically, it's been deemed the TX-15 of the AKs. And um, we also got the RD-704, um, which a lot of people have been talking quite a bit about. And then the other one I will mention would be the Benelli shotgun. Like those are like the main, yeah, like those, that's basically yeah. the main stuff there. Of course, there's, there, we'll... there's the three three oh eight or what? What is it? Is it three oh eight? No, no, the three three eight Lapua bolt action. But that's that's another story from another time, I'm sure. So yeah, exactly. I think that's that's so high level. We haven't had a chance to use that particular. I haven't anyway. Yeah, and we can we can ignore the uh, the break action one. I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can leave that in the realm of the scabs. That's fine. Yeah. So so yeah. Um, I mean, first up, should we should we talk G thirty six? Um, because I think that's maybe the the most hyped gun for this wipe i think there's a lot of g36 lovers out there it's a very iconic weapon it's in lots of other games and it's a little bit underwhelming i will say mm -hmm. i think i think that's that's kind of my take on it so far i mean especially right from level one traders it doesn't yeah. feel particularly particularly great well is it so correct me if i'm wrong is it level one traders or is it level two piece key oh sorry sorry level level two level okay two, you're right i thought maybe yes, they I thought maybe they changed it. So that was, that was, no, you're quite right. That was interesting to me. You're quite right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, because I, I, I talked about it a little bit in one of my mm -hmm. videos about the guns, ammo, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just, the, it's the classic thing of, I mean, if we go on the flea market right now, you can see, yeah, you can buy them for 60K, which is, uh, I guess it's actually kind of similar to the price that they're on the, with the trader. It's like 713 for the, the, normal g36 and right two seven dollars for the the g36 e the difference seems to be the the inbuilt inbuilt site dollars have been creeping up a little bit at one point they were actually very close to 100 yeah and now they've gone back up a little it's now 114 so it's kind of 10 percent more than what you see on the market but anyway if you go and have a look on the flea you can pretty much usually buy these not right now actually but you can usually buy these for about sixty thousand rubles so it's usually not worth buying them from Peacekeeper himself. But mm -hmm. I think the stock versions from, from what I've seen, what I've played around with so far, it's the same story as the M4 in some sense, because it's not quite as fast firing. It has 750 RPM, right. but it's it's up there. And because it doesn't necessarily have the most amazing stats, it doesn't feel that good. I think that's the, mm -hmm. the way that I would 
put it. Um, it did get a buff to its recoil, so that has helped. And and I don't. I think actually one thing maybe to clear up. So I have the buff information also to hand because it's useful. They changed the the well, basically the stock vertical recoil. Actually, I'm just going to make sure that this is exactly the way it works. So I'm pretty sure it is. They changed the the recoil from 148 to 138. And that pretty much is is what happens when you... I'm, I'm trying to make it work in the hideout, but it won't actually let me do it. It says um, remove the... <laughs> try to change the preset, but I'm going to have to manually delete everything. That normally refers to when you don't have any parts on the gun. Correct. So that's like the actual base piece. Right. So this is now... Well, actually now on, on this version, at least, the one I've got, regular HKG36 in the... Uh, in the preset builder, it's 132 without anything on it. So maybe there was another tweak. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, 132 from, I suppose it was 148 to begin with. And these things, they don't sound very much because if it's, you know, they improve it by 10 or something. But I guess what may not necessarily be that obvious is that a number of points at the top end does make the bottom end quite a lot better, especially if it started mm-hmm. from quite a high a high base. It's got it's it, there's like a weird there's interplay, a weird, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, because the the lower you make the base recoil, the worse, the, the smaller the effect that the attachments have, right? But within the same gun, reducing the starting recoil is mm-hmm. only good, if that makes sense, because Across... the, the meta build is still is still better. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just trying to think like for argument's sake, what a good example might be. So if you had 148 to begin with. And all of your attachments together gave 75% recoil reduction, which is not is not out of the question, actually, because with the stocks and everything added in, that would get you to, it's probably too much, but that would get you to 37 recoil. Mm-hmm. And then 132 with a 75% reduction would get you to 33 recoil. So like it makes a, you know, it makes a couple of points difference at the bottom end, which is really what people care about, I suppose. So yeah. that, that helps a little bit. That helps a little bit. It's well, a little bit weird because of the scaling. It is nice, too, because it helps across the board, whether you're running it stock or, you know, mods. It is kind of a nice shift. I mean, I was... So I, I was looking at it initially before they um, buffed it, and it just looked really bad on paper. Like, it's and it's really kind of sucks to compare, Um, like, when you factor in free, flea market price, because the flea market fluctuates. Like, when I was looking at it, it was, like, pushing 80k. On like they want to wipe, and I assume that's because people are wanting to buy it, or I don't know, maybe it's in demand. I don't know why, but yeah, um, people testing it out, I suppose. Yeah, and like I, I think I can see the idea they're going for. It's like a budget M4 gun, right? Um, because if you look on Peacekeeper, you got the G36, which is like around seven hundred dollars. The uh, M4 is like eight fifty, I think. You, you could. It looks like you got the game up, so I'll let you quote if you got it. Yeah, I, I, I do actually. I do have it up. It is useful to have the have it up here to have a look through all these things. I, I prepped it beforehand, so yeah. I mean, right from so Peacekeeper two eight five four dollars for a standard M four. Mm-hmm. Never really worth it in my opinion. I never buy never right. buy these from him. Right. But anyway, I mean, this is kind of like looking through the BSD lens, I suppose. Right. Eight five four for an M four nine nine four for a Scar L mm-hmm. seven hundred and thirteen. For a standard G36 and 627 for a G36E. And um, I th- yeah, the other one's only expensive because technically that 
you top must... mounted rail thing. The HKV three times carry handle has got both that terrible red dot and a terrible 3X at the same time. So you technically have a scope with it, which I guess is why it's more expensive. So the 627 price is more fair, I suppose. And that's got a one and a half times also god-awful sight in the carry handle. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a little bit more cost-effective than the, than the other weapons. I mean, thinking of it from a BSG perspective, because they often don't... They, they, when, when it comes to like trader loadouts, they tend not to take into account the fleece are much right they, they've got kind of their yeah. trader balance and i think that's because they've got this end game vision coming in they do tweak with stuff and they and they do look at what happen, happens in certain situations they fix stuff based on the way that players interact with the flea market and things but they've also got this second vision of well what's it going to be like on release like are you going to be able to access the fleet and this is the thing we don't know what's going to happen with the fleet yet so we kind of have to think it through that lens as well um i was having a few conversations with people just about how it's a real shame, actually, with the barters and stuff that sometimes that we're not playing hardcore because it actually makes the game kind of interesting. But anyway, that's a that's a, mm-hmm. a bigger side. But yeah, as you say, it's kind of like um, a halfway house between the two. You can't really... I mean, I don't know yet because I haven't got all the trades unlocked. I haven't got all the stuff unlocked. So I don't know 100% what you can and cannot do with this thing yet because I can't unlock the two shorter handguards. So I can't really make the 36C. Yeah. For um... example... What I saw, you really can't do a lot of mods. I think you can change the stock to like a better recoil reduction stock, and I don't think yes. the handguards like that's basically all you do is you just change the stock and you put a suppressor on on the G thirty six. Can you not put any vertical foregrips on these? Things? You can, you can. Okay, but so you, I wonder if the good the the meta versions will actually end up being okay. I don't know. You mean the shorter ones will actually being better well maybe maybe i don't know yeah cause I, I mean it's probably if, if you're going for recoil it's gonna be the long version historically that's how it always works right usually yeah but i'm, I'm not sure in this particular circumstance there's, there's something on peacekeeper that i can't actually it's just a bipod because it looks to me like the the six vent version mm-hmm. all you can do is put a bipod on the front i don't think you can mount any handguards hmm. which is which maybe is kind of that fun. is I don't know. I don't know. I'm not actually sure. I'm not that sure. Might like, be the best the I can get this thing to with the parts that I have open is 51 recall, which is, you know, it's not it's not great for, yeah. <laughs> for 750 RPM. Like we know how a, a, a 50 recall M4 used to feel in 1211, it was it felt great. In 1212, it felt not great. And then MDR and those lot are all good because they've got 650 RPM. And this is 750, so it's kind of halfway between. So I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I see, I see what they're going for. But I, I don't know if you can mod it enough to make it make sense. And even then, it's probably too expensive. That's the thing, right? If you do invest, like, the gun on its own is not good. So, like, investing money into the mods, I don't think makes sense. Like, kind of how we're saying is, I can't see what BSG's going for. This is, like, a budget option. But with the flea market... Unless prices change, um, and this is the the thing about the flea market, the market changes, it's dynamic, right? But you could just buy a Scar L for the same price as you could the G36, and it's just better. Like, it's just better all around. So it makes, like, no... Like, there's not really a point to the G36. Now, now, it is a little bit better with the buffs they did, because they lowered the um, dispersion... From 25 to 20, which is the angular spread. So that's like, what, a 20% 
reduction or something like this. So it, it basically it, it won't deviate left or right as much as it used to before the change. Um, and I said they lowered the vertical recoil a bit. I just like I was trying to like justify. I was like, okay, maybe you know, hypothetically, let's say I'm hit level 14. I got Peacekeeper 2 unlocked. I don't have the flea market. I want a NATO gun. Do I pick the M4? Do I, you know, what what do I pick, right? What do I spend my money? He's like, well, for $700, I can get this gun that comes with a sight. You know, it's like the only way I could ever see you justifying it. Like, it's a crappy sight. The gun's not great. You know, it's kind of kind of crap, honestly. So, I don't know. For me, this one is like, you know, if we're bringing back the old meme or meta, I think this one's a bit of a meme. <laughs> it's kind of a meme gun. But uh, if you like it, you know. Do what you like, man. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I mean, the the two clearer choices, in my opinion, we were talking about the Scar L because it's pretty good. But I mean, mm -hmm. the MDR, I think, because of the Scar L, the MDR has kind of got a little bit forgotten. But the MDR is still really good. The five six MDR. You know, I'm looking on the flea now. There's it's a it's a bad sign. The MDR, I think, is just really really underrated at the moment, and it's partly because five five six is in a in a funny spot at this particular point in patch which i'm right. sure we'll talk about later because we're at the point where m855 is not very good and no one has 56 unlocked really so we're at this kind of strange the strange point but you look at the flea market there's five listings and then we're into the listings that are like going to time out because they've been up for so long which is always a bad sign right the mm, marketplace yeah. either, either someone's come and bought all the mdrs out very recently which i think is kind of unlikely yeah but the rest of them are all at 70 71k something like that and these will perform really really well you don't need to have a Scar L even. Like an MDR will, yeah, MDR will is perform as just as well as a, another a Scar. I mean, it's, good it's option. Not, yeah, it's not exactly. It's not quite as good on the horizontal, but it takes up less of the screen. It's shorter. It has higher ergonomics. Right. It's a really good, a really good option. Yeah, actually. it's a and good option. I, I think it's the, the the way that five five six is in general right now. Plus, precisely where we are in the patch, which means that it's not in vogue at the moment. Um, but I, I think MDR is still a decent choice once. If you can speed through Peacekeeper and you can get that progression there, but I don't know. Yeah, the 545 changes also make it make it not so good. But I'm sure mm -hmm. um, I'm sure we'll we'll refer to that as well. I want to stick on stick on these guns for the time being. So yeah, I think uh, as you're saying, I think the G36 is a bit of a meme at the moment, mm -hmm. even with the improvements that they've made. Um, I, I'm gonna have to see what it looks like to make the other versions and what you could do with it. Because as I said, I, I can't can't access all the stuff on it yet, so I don't quite. No, because that was one of the things about the scar. Is that the scar's great? You can you part of the beauty of it is that you can only do a little bit, right? Muzzle and grip, grip. yeah, basically it. But it performs really nicely because of the the way that the handling stats work, um, and then that you hardly have to do anything to it, which is which is pretty pretty interesting. So yeah, maybe maybe you can make the G thirty six work. I don't I don't know. We're gonna have to see. But I think based on what we right now i think it's just like another gun that's been added to the game mm -hmm. also doesn't help the 506 and is in a bad place that's my take yep so um yeah i haven't really played i just kind of like looked at the stats of it and kind of watched a couple videos and came to the conclusions and um it's like i haven't really actually field tested it but i think it's safe to say it doesn't need field testing but anyways the one that i have field tested though was the sag ak and i think that gun's actually pretty interesting i don't know have you had a chance to use it i have had a little i haven't used it in raid i've mm -hmm. had a little play around with it um okay. in the hideout uh just in the shooting range because i ended up in a slugging match with somebody and i was 
I was I was talking about the dominance of the the seventy four U, which has been my little favorite pocket <laughs> pocket gun recently. Yeah, and um, chat pulled me back to reality because I surprised the guy. I had cover and he didn't, and um, I managed to basically. I, I was quite I was quite pleased because I managed to beat this guy out, and he had a waffle suppressor on Ooh. this Sag AK. He was it was like pimped out with like an Elkan and that kind of thing. Yeah, I managed to beat him with the seventy four U, but um, as everyone pointed out, it was nothing to do with the fact that. I managed to surprise him and had cover, as well as the fact that he was just out in the middle of the open. Nothing to do with that at all. But anyway, <laughs> I had a, a little, I had a little play around with it when I got back to the hideout. It, it's snappy. It's really, really snappy. I like how snappy it is. It feels good, and I, I think I just think it's a little, little bit too much. So it's a skier two gun. Mm-hmm. I did review it as part of my vid on which weapons to use at level two. It's a 72k purchase from Skier, which feels a little high on the flea market. A little, it's a little bit, a little bit under that. It's like 69k. I think it's, I think it's a good weapon in, in kind of a vacuum. I think it's actually yeah. a good gun for what it's supposed to be for. Um, and one of the beauties of this, I just had to play around with because I don't. I, again, I don't have everything unlocked yet. I don't have everything identified, so I can only see certain things. But I do have some of the meta parts uh, and quite a lot of the meta pieces unlocked, which means I can use them in the workbench. And one of the beautiful things about this weapon is that it comes at 71 ergo and 72 vertical recoil. So even when it's suppressed, even if you do all kinds of unholy, horrible, terrible things to it in the modding screen, you put on the, the really, the really, you know, the PRS Gen 3 stock, you try to put the RK2 on it, you put really ergo reducing suppressor on it, you still end up at about 40 something, which is pretty good, honestly. It's, you can abuse it heavily on yeah. the parts and the, the ergonomics is still quite good, which is kind of what you want if you want something that is suppressed and snaps to the site it's actually okay i think there's a, i think there might actually be a place in the game for it i i think so i mean i haven't fully looked at the full stack of all the other five four five weapons in comparison to like you know meta builds um mm-hmm. because i do i think it has a place early wipe i think once you get into the later stages you start progressing more and more unlocking more and more um better uh attachments that reduce more recoil i think the full autos kind of make a bit of a comeback like your classic um ak uh 74n variants and whatnot use those like troy handguards and and what have you but i it's it in the early wipe i think it's actually because it has such high ergo and the recoil is already like kind of in a good spot, you can just slap on a few mods, and it's actually pretty solid comparatively to some of the other five four five um, guns. Now, the exception of that would be the RPK. Now, the RPK is interesting because you can't mod it as much. And last I checked, yeah. RPKs—I don't know why—but they just they're really cheap on the flea market. Doesn't really make sense to me because oh, it's actually yeah, it's actually a really good gun. <laughs> It's really a really good budget gun because it comes yeah. out of the box quite nice, but yeah. then it's not meta because, as you say, you can't mod it as much. Yeah, dude, they're like forty four k. Yeah, that's, I know they're, really, they're quite cheap. I think I think it's probably because you know it's seventy one recoil to start with. I think it's probably because you can buy the equivalent AK and shorty ones for like thirty five. So I think it's just in relevance to that. I would suspect, but I mean, if I just stick on the go-to tier two trader build you get to 64 ergo and 62 vertical recoil which is not terrible but you're not sure which because i don't 
mod or haven't modded any 5.56 weapons or any M4s or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Actually, not entirely certain which real stock I can get access to here because I haven't actually looked. Let me let me see. There's... There are there are some spoofy ways of doing it. To be fair, oh, you can get the Christophians. Okay, you can get the Christophians. Yeah, that one's really too. good. Peacekeeper too. That's good. Oh my god, that one's really. That's good. That's like baby baby MOE carbine. Yeah. That one. yeah. <laughs> okay, so the the Chris stock is pretty good. So let's stick this guy on and just see where that gets you to. If I can find it, there we go. And so that gets you to seventy and a half ergonomics, very specifically, and fifty nine vertical recall which is not bad i've just been playing around with i think this is why though so i've just been playing around with the 74n um because i'm i'm putting something together on that at the moment you can buy them for 35k and you can get those to 62 i think without much difficulty i guess you have to buy yeah how much is this because I mean, if it's 45 the rp yeah, it's probably about it's probably about the same it's probably about the same roughly speaking yeah, yeah. I'd need to go through and specifically look. If I do this, actually, yeah, it's only it's only like sixty seven, seventy thousand for this RPK. It might even be cheaper, actually. Yeah, you don't have to buy the butt pad. You don't have to buy the handguard. You don't have to buy the grip. You don't have to buy the handguard, which saves you about ten k. It's a really good gun. <laughs> like it's very cost effective. I my old mm. friend group, they used they like two of them. They were just like RPKs the whole way, like dirt cheap slap on the side like as they were wild but um yeah so the R rpk does also have slightly better hidden stats like just barely nothing that matters too much compared to like the aks 24n um but it's also equally with the sag ak but that's the thing is like the sag ak it's semi-auto it's seven was it seventy thousand rubles and some change um yeah. so it's like twice the flea price like you can get it a little bit cheaper on the flea market the sag ak interesting enough there's a short version of the SAG AK on the flea market. I don't know if a trader sells it, but it's literally a shorter barrel. And I think it spawns in like weapon cases because a lot of them, if not all of them, I've seen them at 100% durability. But some mm -hmm. of them will come with people won't strip them properly and they'll come with the muzzle adapter. I think it's like the PWS. It's like kind oh, of a yeah, decent. There's one there now, actually. Yeah, it's kind of a decent. So I don't know. Something. To look out for, I, if semi-auto is not your thing, I understand. I think the gun is a little bit pricey when compared to something like an RPK that you can mod out. It's interesting. Yeah, if, you could use the RPK you, on semi, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think where you might, like where it could make sense, if you get like, for example, a waffle suppressor and you want to use it, or if you get like a whatever, you just want to you just want to use a suppressed gun, I think the SAG AK could make sense. Because the um mm. the ergo's so high, once you put a scope on it, you know you get the suppressor. You're not losing a ton of like you still have a high ergo gun to use. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Did you say the hidden stat compares for the RPK versus that the sag? It's they're the same. Yeah, I think the they're RPK the has slightly more camera recoil, which really doesn't like it. It matters, but it really doesn't matter. Um. So In we're reality. talking about like vertical, vertical recoil. Effectively, it's it's the same as the RPK. Yeah. So the the convergence um, stat. Yeah. So the convergence stat's the same. The the spread slash dispersion's the same for the sag. Um, the only difference is the camera recoil is a little bit more on RPK, which mm -hmm. doesn't really like in my opinion that doesn't matter too much. 
more of a visual thing. Like it can matter, but yeah, I think it's such it's a, a very weird small thing. difference, right? It's a very small difference between the RPK even and like the AK seventy four ends or whatever. It's like a, yeah, a, a minor, a minor difference. Yes, very minuscule. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm really not sure why. I think one reason people don't run the RPK as much is like there's all these quests early on that require to use certain guns. You know, so it's just like you kind of just like have to use these other guns. I don't know. It's true. I, I know that there's one there's one specific reason also why people don't use it. And that's because as far as I understand, I think this is still true. If you use the RPK, it it skills up the LMG skill. That's another good point as yeah. well. Not the assault rifle skill. Yeah. So you actually don't benefit from the handling when you're using all the various assault rifles across the game is the only lmg right. so it's the only thing that skills lmgs it's kind of on its own so you're sort of better off like if i look at my stats now i've got zero in lmgs with a little bit because i used the rpk once i think and i've got assault rifles level two already so i have reduces weapon recoil by plus one percent just built into my stats because of that so you have to kind of bear that in mind i think like it, it is but it is good it is good budget it is good budget that's true that's true yeah so I think for me, SAG AK, it's a meme meta gun. <laughs> I think it has a place, very, very, very niche place, but I think you can make it work. Probably another one of those ones like TX15 or it's, it's making a, a concerted decision. And this does actually matter, even though it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference in reality. This is a sort of psychology and player mindset thing. It's one of those things where if you make a concerted decision, it's actually the same if you take an M4 on semi you make a concerted decision to play the game in a semi-auto fashion mm-hmm. you will engage in your fights in a different way as well so if you're forced to use semi only you'll be more accurate you're probably looking for more headshots and less likely just to spray randomly at people i know that's at least the, the way it goes for me mm-hmm. if i have an m4 on me the temptation the overwhelming temptation just to hold mouse one and just let her rip and hopefully they die is quite a lot sometimes whereas if you know that you don't have that like it's it seems a silly thing, you know. You're taking away functionality; it should be specifically a bad thing. And you have the choice to choose between full auto and semi auto. But if you have the choice, why would you ever stick it on semi, right? And then it, it's there's a there's this weird psychological impact that we've we've talked about before. And I think there is some merit to it. So yeah, if you want to be playing that kind of slightly more tactical, suppressing, and I, and also I w- I will say I do think there is something in. I mean, to be fair, the RPK also has good ergo stats too. But there's something to be said yeah. about being able to build something with with good ergo that has a suppressor too, which again feeds into that mindset of, right, we're playing semi-auto and we're going to be going pew, 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 and they're not going to right. know where I am. I'm going for headshots or whatever. I think there's a sort of psychological thing to be said there as well. But yeah, broadly speaking, I mean, just looking at the stats, I think, I think uh, as you say, I think there's a place, but it's it probably isn't going to rock the game, you know, with the no, with, no, its, no, no. with its abilities or the way that it fits into the, into the meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Oh, and and quick, uh, quick shout out to Zay. He he said that the uh, the shorty SAG AK is on level three skier for eighty one thousand rubles. But um, yeah, I I did buy the shorty from the flea market that had one of those adapters on and took it off. Sold the shorty, bought the long one, and did the conversion thing. Um, it's kind of I don't know. It's it, look into it, see see if it's your cup of tea, and uh, give it a go maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Next one I want to talk about is the Benelli shotgun. Now, this is on... Is it on Jaeger 3? 
I think it's on Jaeger 3. I think it is, because sure. I actually just got Jaeger 3. I didn't even realize I had Jaeger 3, but he's only... I can't remember which level it is. He's, he's one of the earliest. It's funny, because as much as everybody hates Jaeger, he's one of the <laughs> traders that I end up getting... Like He's awful, but with EOD, it's actually not too bad. And yeah. Some of the quests with Tarkov Shooter now, it's made it a lot easier to get rep. And because his level requirement is so low compared to the other traders, broadly right. speaking, you end up getting him quite quickly. So yeah, it's on it's on Jaeger 3. I can see it here. 41,700, which is, you know, for a shotgun, it's mm-hmm. on the upper end, but it's relatively cheap as far as guns go. Yeah. So I don't know how much you've had a look into it, but I've, I haven't actually, again, I haven't used it, but I looked, poured over the data, watched a couple of, um, videos explaining some of the data and I, and it's an interesting gun i think the most interesting thing about it for me two things really one you can put a ridiculously long <laughs> extended magazine on it i think it's like a 12 shell magazine and it just looks ridiculous because you can't change the barrel so you have like this you know regular like 550 uh what is it meter not meters millimeters length uh barrel and then underneath you got this like long pole sticking out of the gun it's it looks it looks absolutely hilarious but but there's that right you can put 12 shells into it but he's actually 13 13. is it 13 that's crazy the interesting part about though is its rate rate of fire is i think it's 300 compared to the standard 450 across all semi-autos which mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a technical thing because I guess there's more interesting stuff to discuss because it it can fire in pump action and semi-auto and that 300 rate of fire is tied to the semi-auto obviously but the pump action yeah does pump faster than all the other shotguns but it doesn't like it doesn't i don't know it's 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 a weird thing right like you yeah it's like you're still probably better off running in semi right right because you don't get anything else from using pump there's no other benefits right yeah exactly like i think we talked about the pump versus the semi auto when it was being revealed Mm -hmm. and as people were saying it's an irl thing because you might use a different set of yes shells or slugs or whatever and some of them don't have enough power to actually cycle the semi-auto mechanism so you have a pump action available there to do that manually so within the game there's not really any use for it it's just there because it's their irl and it's kind of cool to have so semi-auto mode in my opinion is all we should really be benchmarking it from as gamers mm-hmm. because that's the, <laughs> right. the most important mode right. uh, the only thing that i would say about the pump mode is that it did look really good it was a very mm-hmm. kind of straight action and it's not got the weird side out right where they... like the mossberg and the others have so it yeah. did look it did look pretty cool like that but yeah, on semi, I'm not sure. I mean, I wonder how. I haven't tested it extensively, so I wonder how good or bad that is against something like the 153. Because sometimes when you spam those shotguns, they do just they have a lot of recoil, even when you've got them in a good configuration. Mm-hmm. So whether limiting the fire rate actually matters that much, and whether having 13 shells is actually more of a benefit than having a slightly improved fire rate to let you go click, click, click and go and just spam for shits of people. I'm not hundred percent sure. I mean, I know sometimes yeah. I've killed people extremely quickly with the one, five, three, you know, if they're coming, you're coming down a set of stairs in factory and there's a duo and you just, just, you know, vibrate your finger on the button. And there's just people just die in front of you. Definitely done that before. So I, in those situations, it's probably better to have a one, five, three, but I'm, I'm wondering if you're using it in a more generalistic sense, rather than just like 
literally in CQB. Because there's lots of people who run shotguns on places like Woods and that kind of stuff. We're having lots of discussions in my community, at least, about using shorter range weapons on maps like Woods, where people are expected mm-hmm. to be fighting in long range. But if you use the cover and the terrain properly, you can actually take some like really close range fights and use weapons that are much better in CQB and win a lot of your engagements, actually, just by using using cover, making sure you stay low, on, you know, below certain ridge lines, using trees, whatever, and then just surprising people. And you're in your element and, and they're, you know, with a VPO Bolty with AP or whatever. And, and then you pump action them to death. So in those situations, I can kind of see having a little bit more control because you're waiting for the gun to resettle each time. You're not just spamming yeah. the trigger. You're waiting for it to resettle. And in those situations, the rate of fire doesn't matter as much. Yeah, and that's the interesting part is the camera recoil is the highest, excluding the Taws, which again is just mostly a visual thing. Like there is this weird thing with like the shotguns where the more you fire, the camera recoil gets more and more out of control to like you're aiming at the very bottom of your screen. Like you're, it's great, it's crazy. So, um, and it's not by much, right? You know, like for example, to put in perspective, the 153's camera recoil is. 0.24, the Benelli is 0.25, right? So we're talking like very, very yeah, small. It's not crazy. Yeah. But the big the difference is the um is it the convergence? Um sorry, the auto recoil compensation, the feature in the game that your recoil automatically gets compensated. Its modifier is one point nine, which I think is the highest out of all the shotguns. I lost my place here on my spreadsheet, but um Ah, is it? Yes, and whereas the 153 is 1.6, so, like, I don't know, it's interesting, because it's, like... That's actually quite a big deal, you know? Yeah, it's it's really pushing up there. Um, I mean, it's, you know, you think, oh, 0.3 of a difference, how big is that? Well, it's it's kind of a big deal, and, I mean, the pistols, for example, they have, like, five or six, and those things, like, instantly snap back to the center. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, it's why they feel so good, even though they have ridiculous... Mm-hmm recoil in the stats because they snap back so quickly so that's actually that's actually a big deal dude yeah that's really, really, that's really big because you can feel the difference between say like look up the 155 and the mm-hmm. 153 and you can feel the difference between that and i can't remember what it is but that's like 0. 0.2 maybe or something the yeah there. i forget so i think you're right that's actually really quite big because one interesting thing so when i did my um a load of shotgun stuff i did like a, something on the 155 compared to the 153 what I found interesting was that that statistic, I felt, mattered more than the recoil in many ways. Because all, like, so none of the shotgun builds really get out of the 100 recoil zone. Mm-hmm. And we've talked before about recoil itself. Recoil just means how much the gun goes up. Pretty well much. And then there's other stats to bring the, the weapon back down again. So because you're not, because the, I think the best 153 build or something is like, Maybe it's like 90, something like that. Because it's above 80 or so, every shotgun with every build, your barrel leaves the target in every situation when you fire. And so all that matters, actually, is how quickly you can get it comes it. back down again. Yeah. Right. And what's interesting is that most heavily modded 153 build, yeah, the gun moves less when you shoot it, mm-hmm. but you still lose sight picture just the same as with the budget version so it's like you know you've got two right one one jumps up a bit and comes back the other one jumps up a lot and comes back but by the time they settle back it's the same because that return to center time is the same for both and normally for an assault rifle or something that matters because if you're firing on full auto then 
it's kind of compounding and then you end up with this stable pattern or whatever. But for a shotgun or weapons with really high recoil, it's actually the recoil itself becomes much less important. It becomes more about this this statistic and the return to center time, which, as you're saying, is super high on this shotgun. It might actually make it really, really, really good. Yes, and it's interesting because stock 155, 153, and the Benelli the ergo is actually really high on the Benelli. It's sixty-two. Like the uh, the mm-hmm. one five three has terrible ergo, right? Like I'm looking yeah. at it now. It's twenty-nine. Like awful. That's stocked, right? And then the the one five five has fifty-one, which is not bad. You can turn the... that one into a space cannon. <laughs> yeah, the Benelli stock has the second best vertical recoil, which is two seventy-seven, and I'm fairly certain you cannot do anything to the recoil i could be wrong i'm not sure about yeah i'm i don't i think actually you can you can put a muzzle device on it um but i don't think you put the muzzles on it but i think that's about it isn't it yeah i don't think you're gonna get below like 120 which again as you say is not really a big deal however as you were saying you know with full auto guns and convergence you know the auto recoil control when you're firing full auto, you you theoretically get to that point faster, right? The 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 flat line, if you will, where the yeah. recoil goes up and goes down. Because the Benelli has a slower rate of fire than the other shotguns, I don't know if like how it all balances out in the end. Like, how does it feel? This gun really, actually, the more I'm talking about this, I really need to field test this gun to see what it feels like. Because mm. there's so many like little things going on in the background. I don't know, and it's. I, th- I think personally, unless you're really close, I think it matters less for shotguns because you do get to that same point, but you really have to spam the trigger. And at that stage, your camera and the gun's going all over the place because the recoil's just so high. I've just managed to make it 150 by okay. fiddling around with it. That's the best that I've got. One slightly unfortunate thing I would say about this is that the best. I mean, you probably need to make this short if you're going to do that. And the best in that configuration, it's got an eighteen point two two MOA, which is right, not that great. It's not that great. And this is the thing: is like when I'm comparing it to the one five three, for example. Yeah, it doesn't have as much ergo. Yeah, I can't put as many shells, but it shoots faster and it's more accurate. I don't know. I just my I think this is more competitive with the one five five, potentially. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. It's kind of a weird... It, I really want to field test it now. I feel like, I feel like maybe... This is my, so my, my opinion on it yeah. right now is I would use the 153 in factory and I'd probably use this elsewhere. I don't really run factory, um, shotguns elsewhere outside of factory. But if I was going to, I feel like this would be the best choice. Hmm. You have more shells, you can get, more on, you can get faster on-target shots, but you can't spam as much up close. Yeah. Maybe it's actually... Uh, and, Unless you're sniping as well, like you don't you don't want to use slugs with this thing, and this is like a buckshot kind of. Well, see, that's what I wonder. Range, I think. What if put magnum you... in this baby? Well, I'm thinking, what if you put the slugs to get the accuracy up? You can, <laughs> but I feel like you might need because I, th- I just think 18.22 is a bit. It depends on how what range you're talking about. I just feel like 18.22 is just a little, a little it's on too... the low side yeah or it's the moa is too high the accuracy is too low because i think i mean if you look at the revolver shotty because the the rule of thumb i I forget exactly because the moa stats don't look at them all the time i did a video about it but i forget what they are so the revolver shot has actually got very similar moa to the Mm -hmm. best 153 and that one is yeah 9.3 so Mm -hmm. 
the 153 in its like full accuracy configuration is about 10 or something. And then when you slugify that with the good slugs, yeah. it goes down to kind of one, two, something like that. But this thing's going to be like two to four MOA, which is going to like, oh, it kind of starts getting into that problematic right. zone where, you know, the, the, the hitbox like this, right. out to 100 meters. But like 100 meters, are you really using the shotgun there? I That's the thing. Know. It's like if you want to, if you're, if what you're saying is it's not going to be good up close, then it makes me want to put in slugs to sort of utilize it better. I don't think it'll be. I, I think, I think specifically <laughs> point blank. Okay. I think it like, I think it like fifteen to twenty, like ten to ten to twenty meters. I think this thing is is actually probably pretty good. Okay. Because that's the point at which you can't just spam the trigger. You need to each time it comes. It comes up. You have to, you have to wait for it to come back down, and then you fire again once okay. it's in the in the reticle. That's where I think the sweet spot is. Kind of the the ten plus or eight meters plus. I don't know. Yeah, probably ten plus something like that. Like if you, as as I said, if you run into somebody on the office stairs, you want the one five three because you just want to you want to ram the one five three down their wanna... throat and spam the trigger as fast right. as you can. Um, but if you're fighting like down office corridor, you can't do that, right? You, this is probably better. Um, and you have. A lot more like th- 13 plus one is not to be sniffed at. Like that's you're most of the way there to the Saiga 20 round drum mag without any of the downside. Yeah, that's I feel like I'm defending this thing. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because I think about more and I think I'm kind of agreeing with you is that. Because it has slower rate of fire and a better return to center. It kind of works in that favor of that not in their face but like a mid-range you know i say mid-range like you know 50 meters yeah, mid-range with shotgun yeah right right like under 50 meters perhaps um 50 kind of pushing it but i don't know i definitely uh, definitely am gonna field test this and see how it performs yeah so i think i think i'm actually tempted to, to try this now i wasn't really excited about it until you you told me about the return to center time because as i said it doesn't really matter what the recoil is on these guns so you may as well use Magnum Buckshot because, yeah, it's got plus 5,365% 5, <laughs> recoil. But who cares if your PMC spins around 360 20 times if it comes <laughs> right back, you know, to yeah. the middle. Keep yeah. it quick. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think the extra recoil doesn't really matter. And, you know, I've done quite a lot of work recently about shotgun shells looking at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We actually talked a little bit about it on Scout Talk and then I put it together in a proper video. And it was very, very niche and about ballistics in general. But... Magnum Buckshot is still amazing. It still one-shots people if you yeah. hit them with any pellets to the face over 50 meters or something. And with this thing, you can just kind of bam, 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 bam. You're going to be devastating people with Magnum Buck. I imagine distance. the first two to three shots will be kind of like... The first shot will be like you're on target. The following two shots will be like you're off target. But then after that, I imagine it's just like you got 10 more shells to, <laughs> to unload on them. Like a, it could be pretty good, dude. I want to test it. Good. Yeah, I definitely want to test it. I'm kind style. of excited to, to try it out. I think it could be fun. Yeah. I, the only anecdotal evidence or mm-hmm. ex- knowledge that I have about it, it was people, because we were talking about it and someone was asking about my opinion on it. I said, oh, I hadn't really used it yet. And, you know, I'm not sure. And um, I was kind of being informed by chat, really. And people were saying, like, Deadly loves it, apparently. And he's yeah. kind of a shotgun, not a shotgun main, but, like, you know, he's a, definitely a shotgun lover in Tarkov. And apparently he thinks it's super good. So there's that data point to bear in mind. He thinks it feels good. Um, and I imagine he probably hasn't like looked into the, the behind-the-scenes stats or whatever. It just feels good to him. 
So, you know, take that with what it's worth, which I think is, you know, definitely something. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe let's give it a proper a proper tryout. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think coming into this, I was definitely writing it off, but now I'm like, okay, this actually needs some serious testing. You know, there's there, there's probably something to this stuff you're saying here. Imagine running into two guys running these things, and it's just like, you know, twenty eight shells of mag, and it just doesn't stop coming. Just magnum buck, just with like twenty thirty meters. You're going to take someone down real quick, you know. You know, I wonder too. I'll have to check, recheck my data, but I wonder if it reloads faster than the other shotguns. I can't remember if that was a. Uh, oh, that's a very a good pro. Because it does have different animations, right? So I wonder if the reload animation is mm. faster. Because that would be a pretty, pretty big pro. Yeah. That would be a big pro. I have to look into pro. that. So um, that's the Benelli. I th- think we're kind of just saying that might be good. Let us know if you've used it, because I'd be curious to hear what other people's anecdotal data points are. The final gun that we'll talk about is the new meta. Oh my god, I killed 10 people in the lobby with this zero recoil gun video. I've been seeing so many videos that's featuring this gun. So it's the RD, what is it, RD704, is it? Yeah. Rifle Dynamics. Yes. From everything I've seen, it looks to be pretty good. It's actually pretty interesting. I don't think it's a... I'm not sure if it's going to be meta. I'm not I'm not totally sure, because it's, it's a weird mix of, of things going on. So I guess to sort of like brief it, I believe you can get it from Skier 3, and it's 115k rubles, give or take, if I'm not mistaken. So. I'll check on the fleet, but yeah. And... It's basically a shorty AK that fires 7.62 by 39, right? The muzzle only accepts, if I recall, it only accepts um, 308 yeah, right. muzzles. Um, so you don't have to do mm. any, like, muzzle attachments, conversion things. It's just, like, straight up, you can just slap on 308 muzzles on it. And you can't change the handguard, but you can, of course, slap, you know, rails on it and, hand, and um, grips and whatnot. Um, it comes with a pretty good pistol grip. I think it's like a twelve plus twelve ergo AK pistol grip, like out of the box. Like out of the box, its stats are look pretty good. Like the muzzle isn't the greatest, um, and all I gotta do is just slap it for a grip. I think the the stock butt pad um, isn't really the greatest either, but you can easily convert that. Yeah, it's it's that with the addition of this gun, they added a new. Um, adapter tube adapter i guess you could call for the ak's the 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 wooden stock ak's it basically fits onto the back of it and then you could slap in a tube and then of course the stock so now i guess we got like two or three different tube adapters now or did they remove the old one i don't even know i don't know oh yeah because it's called the new one's called ak2 m4 (laughs) 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 which is Which is good. I like it. It does yeah. what it says on the tin. I think the ME4 is still technically better. AKM, AK74 ME4 buffer tube is still technically slightly better. It's, it's got the same ergonomics and removes four recoil. So it is better. But I'm mm. guessing this is higher level traders, I would imagine. Uh, I'm not I'm not 100% certain. Yeah, so the AKM1, yeah, so that's at Skier 3, the ME4. Mm. Whereas the AK to M4 is on mechanic two it looks like 
or mechanic one i have mechanic two so it's either mechanic one or or mechanic two probably mechanic two yeah but yeah it gives you a little bit of a bit of an option a little bit of an option of what you can do with it um so yeah that's kind of the what you get out of the box now the it's got pretty good stats to, to talk about behind the scenes what's going on the mm. behind the scenes stats aren't that great actually believe it or not um to people compare it to the uh mutants so it's a sort of like compare the to the auto recoil control stat is 25 on the mutant whereas the rd704 is 20 Sorry, I I said that wrong. Not not the other the dispersion, the the spread, if you will. Um, Horizontal you know, recoil is that basically? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, nine. Think of it like this: ninety is the the angle that the gun moves, which is you know just straight up, and then the value of this dispersion is the variance to left or right. So if it's twenty, that means they can go twenty degrees to the left, twenty degrees to the right. If it's twenty-five, it's a little bit more. Yada yada yada. So. Um, this one has 20 versus 25 on the mutant, so it's a little bit less on the side-to-side. Side. And I saw a video comparison. You can really see the difference between the two. Um, like, the, the RD-704 is just, like, hitting the same spot more consistently than the mutant that's kind of, like, occasionally it'll just, like, weave left and right. Um, but the interesting thing is the auto-recoil control on the 704 is 1.3 versus the mutant's 2. So you have like this kind of a weird trade-off where the guns over time, the RD-704 over time is more consistent in terms of a vertical line, if you will. Like the recoil yeah. just goes straight up. But it takes yes. longer to reach the center leveling of the auto-recoil control where your, where your gun goes up and then back down. Yeah, exactly. I mean... It it's a it's a tricky one that because it it, it makes you think I don't know the the sort of meta thought in mm. my mind for this is you can control vertical recoil yeah with practice but there's right. nothing that you can really do about horizontal and so if this thing has got a better horizontal control than than the mutants as long as it's not dreadful a vertical which i don't think it will be i mean i was i was literally just playing around the one the one piece that i don't have is the suppressor from the for the qdc so i don't have that nice peacekeeper three you need, i need to get to the next level i need to get to level three peacekeeper i think it is no one's selling on the flea no it's literally that's how i mine to, to inspect it and do the mods <laughs> I know that's what I was going to do, but yeah. I, I had a look. I looked the other day. I think it's just because, you know, people really, really like that one, and it goes out of stock super fast as well. And so then mm-hmm. once it's out of stock, then no one puts it up on the flea anymore. I'm amazed there aren't even any barters because people do find these things. But um, I guess I'll just have to refresh it a bunch of times. But anyway, so if you want to go for kind of the second best, then you go BMD combo, Mantec BMD. So that you can turn it into a 46 vertical recoil there if you put all the meta parts on. So I guess it'll be probably 44 or something. Yeah, it gets you, pretty low. If you get that. Yeah, which is which is low, which is really low. And so then if you can control the vertical recoil on that, which, you, I mean, you can control a 44 AKM, really no problem. And then if the horizontal is better, then I can I could see an argument for it, you know? 
Yeah. I could see an argument for this being better than the music. I really can. And it's interesting really too can. because you get this. I think it's Skier 3. Maybe it's Mechanic. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I might have misspoke. I think you get the RD704 from Mechanic 3. And then you get the Mutant from Skier 4. And the Mutant's more yeah. expensive than the Correct. RD. You need less mods to like trick out a Mutant than the RD. I don't know. It's like you can also buy the RD on the fleet. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I think will get changed. I think will get changed too because I've seen a lot of people talking about this gun. Like it's to put it in perspective, what Giga was saying earlier about the um, if the gun moves less horizontally, then it's just a lot easier to account for the vertical. Right? The SKS has ten dispersion stat. Right. This thing literally, if you just go in offline or hide out and you just take a SKS, put in a 20 rounder, and you just don't move the mouse, you just spam mouse one, right? The thing just goes straight up. It just goes, it doesn't like the deviation to left or right is so minuscule, you can't even tell. So, really, and most of the, the guns are at 25 stat, right? That's like the average for like the assault rifles is 25. So, having this at 20 is kind of an outlier. Um, like I, I think the only other one that's at or below that is the Scar and yeah, the Scar L, as far as I can see, which yeah. is crazy. And the Scar L feels amazing, right? It feels yeah. amazing to use. Yeah. So I don't know. I I want to test this. It looks to be like the Chad gun of the wipe, if you will. Um, I think it's actually a pretty good budget gun too. I saw you can buy. You you buy it from wherever you get it, right? You know, flea market, whatever. You yeah. take a wooden stock and rubber foot pad and slap that on and sell yeah. the other parts because you get better stats. Like you, you lose a little bit of ergo, but you gain um, recoil, which is the you know arguably the more important thing. And um, yeah, it's actually like a really effective budget weapon. For uh, and say budget, it's you, a good bang for your buck considering everything that you're getting right you're getting effectively a laser beam or yeah. 150 rubles or, or however much it is i always find it funny how cracked out the ak wooden stocks of the bot pad actually are Dude, they're so good even when you compare it to the really good ones like the zhukov stock and then also the uas or whatever like the recall is very similar all you really gain normally from these things is the uh, ergonomics yeah a ton of usually ergo. yeah you get a little bit better if you go for zhukov but yeah if you're going between that or the uas then usually you end up just with with more ergo, you end up with. I mean, it's quite a lot more. It's about probably ten or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a funny one. Just how good that that stock plus stock high combination actually is. So cheap, dude. Like there needs to be a a recoil per ruble spreadsheet for that combo because <laughs> I bet it's like it's Giga's typing it up right now. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> He's like, let me do the calculations real quick. <laughs> yeah, it is insane. The butt pad is is super value. super 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 good value so we'll see how that pans out i'm pretty pretty sure that's going to be a very uh staple gun it may get changed um most likely as giga said probably a flea market removal so get it while you can because i think it's i think it's actually a really good gun so um i think that's pretty much all the guns that are relevant for this cast. What it what it what do you want to talk about next, Giga? Do we want to talk about some of the gear or, or changes they've made with ammo? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Because I think this matters. Um, it's kind of been documented in a few different places, but I think it's a good a good discussion point anyway, just as to what's shifting around, what's going to be meta, and what's what's not. So first things first, I, th- I think it's probably the most important change was the MAT being moved from Peacekeeper 2 to Peacekeeper 3. I think that's going to tear up the meta a lot because the last, last wipe, loads of people were either complaining or talking about the RFB and about how good the RFB is. You get to Skier 2, yeah. you get to Peacekeeper 2, you buy M80 from, from Peacekeeper, you buy the RFB from Skier, it's 55k. Really, really good. You put a scope on it and then you just start smashing people because it's like 90% pen chance to do Class 4. No one can buy anything better than Class 4 and it basically is is like everybody's not wearing any armor at all when you're running around and you can buy it at Skier 2, which is, which is pretty crazy. I think this is probably quite good. Honestly, mm. I actually think this is probably okay because I was looking at it and comparing it to some of the others. Like I've never, and this is this is why it's a good thing, is that I've never looked at TCW and BCP for seven sixty by fifty one in in all seriousness. Because why ever would you? Because you can't use it at all before Peacekeeper two, really. Because there aren't you just can't even get any guns for it. And the ones that you can get are like hunters off scabs, which is useless yeah. anyway. And then once you get M eighty. You get that from Skier first, really, and then you get Peace. Then then you get sorry from Peacekeeper, and then you get Skier afterwards, and then it's like, well, I already have M80 now, so so great. So I was actually looking at TCW and, and BCP, and it's funny because I do think it's quite similar to some of the other choices you have to make for some of the other weapons. It's why the 366 caliber is kind of hard. It's actually very similar because like TKM FMJ with its 98 damage and 23 pen is, I think, analogous to BCP, because that's got mm-hmm. 88 damage and 31 pen. So that's the one that one-taps people if they aren't wearing any armor. But if they're wearing class 4, then it certainly doesn't. Right. The only thing, I guess, about like TCWSB, it's like 67 damage is quite low, but 34 pen is not enough to kind of guarantee penetrations through class 4 either. Um, so it's kind of in this, it's in, this funny, it's in this funny spot, really. Like You compare that to PS rounds now, which is... What's the damage on, on PS these days? I forget. 58 and... Sorry, 57. And 35 penetrations. So PS has one more pen than TCW. But the guns that run 7.62 PS feel pretty bad. I've been I've been doing Punisher Part 1 in my last kind of like stream set. And the AKMs, I forgot how awful the AKs feel. in Even in semi early on because they have a very high return sense time and the recall is very bad and it's just they just feel really garbage. And also the SKS isn't that much better and you can't pimp it out really on the cheap early on because some of the good barters need weapon parts and weapon parts are really expensive. So it's it's complicated. So I, I actually think that now this has brought these much closer. Like previously, if you had the choice between trying to use the SKS or an AK longer range versus the RFP, the RFP is just like a clear standout, most obvious choice in the entire universe, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now I think they're much closer. Their decision is now much closer. I still actually think... I still think the RFB is better with TCW. Honestly, I actually do. Because it's very snappy. The RFB is very snappy yeah. when it fires. And none of these guns are super lasers. It's not like you're running the SAS M1A or the SR25, where when you fire, it just goes... Right, we're not running those types of guns. The AKM will go bang like this. So will the SKS, so will the RFB. But the RFB is snappier than both of those other two. And because the rounds are is one pen worse and the damage like we talked about before because of break points doesn't really matter if it's 67 or 57 i think it's about the same i think it's more just about handling so i think the rfb is still is still decent i think it's still decent 
So that's interesting because M80's moved up to Peacekeeper 3. There was an idea that somebody put out, which I thought was a really, really good idea, which was, I think I might have mentioned it last time, which is to move PS up to Grapple 2 and then make people use D45 because it's actually a fine round with 64 damage and 30 pen. But anyway. Well, yeah, that could be interesting. That would be a nice, it would be a nice balancing thing, I think. Um, but that was, yeah. if, if BSG wanted to do that, that mm-hmm. could be kind of good. Um, and then yeah, the other one, the other the other part, which has been our pet peeve, is that AP six point three is back. But yeah, what what do you think about a matey before we move on to that? Well, let me do this. I gotta take care of something. Sorry, give me two seconds. Yeah. So M eighty, what's your thoughts? Um, I think it's a good change. I think that did feel a little too level for like it last swipe. It was like hit level fourteen, check. Buy M eighty, check. Buy three hundred eight gun, check. Congratulations. <laughs> You are now lit. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it was really strong, dude. I'm just I I liked it because it was like, um, I don't know. It was kind of fun to run like a basically a stock SR25 and feel like I'm running something really powerful. But it was just like really powerful, dude. Like, and it was so crazy trying to get M80 rounds off Peacekeeper once everyone started doing that. God, that was a nightmare. Yeah. So I think it's a good balance change because. Class 4 armor is kind of like the upper echelon early wipe. Um, mm-hmm. I say kind of because it, there's so, uh, there's a lot lot of class 4 armors, uh, therefore there's a lot of chances to find it. Scaffs can spawn with it as well. But anyways, um, class 5 and 6 are much harder to come by. So having something that can instantly go through it, like you said, is just kind of like, hmm... Kind of defeats the purpose of having that armor, right? You know, it's just like I don't know. It's kind of yeah. a weird progression issue. I I feel like so. I'm glad they moved it to Peacekeeper Three. What that means for the overall progression, I'm not too sure, but I think it's a good good move. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones. I wouldn't have minded if they'd kept it there. Like it feels almost too obvious a choice, which is why I think it's kind of good that it's gone. But I don't feel like the RFB is without risk to run. Like it's not. It's a bit clumsy in CQB. Yeah, you can't easily put a laser on it without doing unholy shenanigans. Yeah, and it's not a clear winner in all those situations. It's extremely good as kind of a DMR slash sort of sniping weapon early on, but that's sort of limited value early wipe too. I mean, it's good on lighthouse and stuff, but like, yeah, I think it's probably a good a good change that it got moved. But I don't think I don't feel like it's I don't know. I don't feel like it would have been terrible if they'd left it there. Um, in some ways, I'm more excited that AP 6.3 is back. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's back, too. I'm just not excited that it's $7 a round is my only thing. But it's at least it's back. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So it's back to Peacekeeper 3, which is... <sighs> it's kind a bit high. <laughs> It's a little it's a little high. I almost feel like it could have been put at Peacekeeper 2 after unlocking him from Skia, maybe? You know, you complete Friend from the West and then because you, you get Peacekeeper 3 after you have to do some quests for him. So I feel like maybe as soon as you unlock Peacekeeper as an actual trader that does trades, before you've got any rep, maybe you get it there. Because I'm not sure if you want to get it. To be honest, you could probably just put it at Peacekeeper 2 in it, and it honestly would be okay. That's kind of what I because... feel like. <laughs> and and for it to be so expensive, too. It's, here's the thing, right? You hit Peacekeeper level 3, 
you have M80 at $3, assuming this is updated. I'm looking at a wiki screenshot. It's probably not mm-hmm. updated, but yeah, you have M80 for $3. You have 56A1 for $4. And then you're telling me for $7, I can get a round that does 30, that has 30 penetration chance. I mean, like, yes, you can put it in SMGs that fire really fast. Okay. But I just, I don't know. It, I'd much rather spend the $3, half the cost, to get more pin and more damage from a 3 Like, I don't know. It just, I can't, it's so hard to justify spending $7 for a round that can not even really pin class 3. Like, it can, yeah. but it's not a guarantee. It's just like, dude, that is really, that's really pricey, man. Yes. It's very expensive. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to balance. I will admit, it's hard to balance 9 mil because it ranges so dramatically from the M9 and the pistols on one end through to the Vector on the other end. So you've got such a wide variety. It's not like, you know, you don't have right. a 762 pistol that fires BP. Like, right. That doesn't exist. So you've got a very wide range of rounds. I think the thing for me is that it's underperformance against ACP against 45 ACP is is probably where I have kind of the most issue with it because that also has the same problem. And at Peacekeeper 3, you also unlock ACP AP, which right. is cracked. Right? That thing's got 70 damage and 38 penetration, which is insane. And that thing could go in the ACP vector. Now you can't put a drum on the ACP vector. Sure. Not yet, anyway. So there is that as a balancing as a balancing factor. But I don't know. I think I think it's okay. Like baby steps. I'd rather them do this than, yeah. than nothing. Bring it back. It gives you the option to run some in pistols or whatever. If you because running pistols with PST just kind of sucks later on. Thirty thirty pens still not very good, but at least it gives you the option so you can run the expensive rounds if you want to. I don't know whether people should just be hosing people down with AP six three. It's more of a specialist <sighs> round, so I kind of I, I don't mind. It's better than it was, right? It's better than it was. Yeah, it's better than tying yeah. it purely into the craft. I mean, what would you say would be a better price in your mind? Like a more fairer price? You, if you I were in charge. If I was in charge? Hmm. I'd say, because I, I wouldn't go crazy. I think probably $5. I'd say 4 or 5 more fair. Yeah. 4 or 5 somewhere around there. Because yeah. to be fair, ACPAP is also 8 bucks around. So it's, yeah. it's not... It's not cheap, so you still have to pay for that. Yeah, but normally you're using that in the UMP, which is right. a lot lower fire rate. You're not using it out of an MP9N, <laughs> just uh, rubles per minute out of the end of the barrel. You know, I think five's but, a good conservative, like right on the line of conservative. I think four is a little too much. I feel like if it was four, you because the SMGs fire so fast and have such low recoil. It might be the go-to round for like cost-effective, you know, close quarter combat. Like you just hold down mouse one, they'll die. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting because PC for three two. What is that like level twenty? What level do you got to be? Like twenty six, twenty five to unlock them? Twenty four? Peacekeeper. Um, Peacekeeper three. Yeah, actually, I was just yeah twenty three. Okay, okay. Is it twenty three? Oh, I am level twenty three, so I'm actually not sure. It is level. Oh no, 23. it is. Yeah, because but I'm not. I'm not actually at him yet, so I need rep. 
because I haven't found the USB yeah. flash drives. <laughs> but yeah, it is 23. I am I am precisely level 23, mm. but I haven't spent enough money with him and I haven't got his quest unlocked yet because RNG hates me. But... So, <sighs> anyways, say all that to say, it's back. I don't, I wouldn't particularly be looking forward to unlocking it and using it. Um, I probably would advise sticking to something else, but that being said, um, it, it could, uh, can you look up M80 on the flea market and see how much Peacekeeper sells for? Is it $3? Yeah, it's, it's, it's three bucks. Yeah, okay. I had it up, yeah. up here before. That's going to be my go-to then. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it is what it is, dude. That's, that's so good for three bucks. I feel like they need to bump it up a little bit. But anyways, that's another story. Um, what, what was the other thing got changed? Oh, you know what? Do you want to talk about the Val really quick? And the VSS? Yes, we can do. I saw um, that in your video. And, and since we're kind of on the subject, I was just quickly getting it out of the way. I don't think it's enough. Because I saw, I'm assuming you saw what I saw, that the base recoil got reduced. I, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't think it's enough. I mean, maybe for like the Val lovers, it's like bringing back that thing. Once you like fully kit it out and everything. But. I don't really think it's there. I'm not sure if it's like if the VSS or Val is really cheap on the flea market. If there's like some really cheap barter you could do to justify it, you know, maybe. But I think I'm kind of like giving that one a pass to swipe. You? Yeah, I still think it's too much. I ended up taking the Val that you get from I can't remember which quest it is, maybe Punish of One or something, and I spent the money and got the RK2 and put a PRS3 a Gen Three on the back and made it meta so it's all it was mm -hmm. close to meta mm -hmm. um i can't remember where there was one piece i couldn't buy for it but it was very very close to the minimum recoil and it still it still flies up into the air when you shoot it i just i don't think it makes sense based on now with the changes to the ammo i yeah I think it's just like it's not enough to justify it there's still better guns out there yeah i just think it needs some more work honestly yeah i think it needs some more work to be fair though they like yeah, I mean, we said that there was the big, the big nerfs. It just means that people don't use SP5 anymore. It means you basically, basically. use SP6. I mean, SP6 is still quite good, though. This is the thing. 58 damage and 46 pen. It's still really good. It's a Prapple 3. So once you get there, then it's still all right. I mean, 46 pen is on par with 762 BP. So it's all right. It's just one pen less. But yeah, you just you don't have the ability to control the recoil because you can't do anything to it. So you're just stuck in yeah. stock, and it doesn't perform that well. It needs more. It needs more. It needs more before it yeah. comes back and is good. I think the problem with it is it's one of those weapons that's very binary. It either sucks or it's it, it, it tips over this threshold and just becomes a complete dominator. I think this is the issue. Like if the recoil sits within a man-sized target, everybody dies. And as soon as it starts to spread outside of that, it becomes mm -hmm. useless again. It's it's very binary. Yeah. I think it's really, really tough. I think it's yep. really tough. So, uh, yeah, just want to cover that because last week we talked about the ammo changes. And I think in between last week and this week, they reduced the base recoil from like 140 to 115. I might be quoting those numbers wrong, but it's, it's still not enough in our eyes. So on to the more interesting change i think anyways is the 556 changes i know you yes, just put out a video yeah and it literally came out 
as I was finalizing the original <laughs> videos. It's probably better that I hadn't put it out already and that I hadn't exported it and it wasn't uploading because mm-hmm. once once it's uploading, the ship sailed at that point and that's really my cutoff. But I was going through for my final pass. So what I ended up doing was going through it, writing a little bit of extra script. I then created the audio section, slotted it in and managed to get some B-roll that made sense and stuff. So it didn't actually take me too long, thankfully. But yeah, I've got the, the changes here. Most of them, I, I, I'm always interested. I would love to know what BSG is thinking with some of the changes because I'm only going to care about the ammo that we use as players right. for the most part. And the other ones I'm only going to care about if they tip over certain thresholds or they get changed in a big way. Right. So, for example, 556 FMJ... Right, an ammo that no one uses because it has basically anything. So it, and this is something that maybe needs to change, right? If they mm-hmm. if they want to change some of the balancing on the early game, which I think they should do personally, and we've spoken before about my distaste for week one is well, okay, let's say day one to three is class two armor. That's put that's being quite generous. Day four seven is class three and maybe four armor. And then from the end of the first week, everyone's running class four. And now we've brought the top down from class six down to class five, really. People don't use class six very often. And also because of the flesh damage changes, there are hardly any class sixes that protect stomach. There are no barters for the ones that do, like the the Juk six. There's just no way you can buy that thing. You have to just find it in stashes. So that's just out of the question as well. Um, So no one really uses that. So now the game is, you've got levels one through to six armor. I mean, two really, because there aren't any class one chest rigs. But you've got two to six armor, and Tarkov is the level four and six, four and five armor game. Yeah, and I just think it's a really wasted opportunity because right. when you start, if you start off, and we've and we've seen this, this is kind of the M80 thing, right? Like I've never had to look at TCW before, but now because M80 has been pushed up the curve a bit, now I have to. If you start everybody off being able to buy M855 from Peacekeeper at level one with 28 penetration, why would I care about FMJ that has a penetration of 24? Why would I ever buy this round? I'm never going to buy this round. But surely Giga. in the stats somewhere, surely in the stats somewhere, they know that not a single round of FMJ <laughs> has been purchased by players in the history of Tarkov. Surely. Well... Except maybe somebody who's new <laughs> who buys it by accident. Like, <laughs> I have bought before it Before we even look into the stats. Like, I would really love to know. And then they tweak these stats. Yes. <laughs> like, tweak, like, it's gone from 24 pen to 23 pen. It has actually taken a small nerf. Yeah, I well, that's a, I don't know why. Well, okay, so the FMJ is kind of interesting because it does give you five percent recoil reduction. Ooh, look at Giga's face right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. It's it definitely feels like it went in the wrong direction by because you can get at level one. And it is kind of interesting to have different choices, right? You know, I have a compelling thing offer here. Actually matter. Right. And I have another compelling here. Hmm. They have different pros and cons. But when you have one clear winner, yeah, it's just kind of like... like playing Slay the Spire and you get to the end and it's like, <laughs> choose one of these three things. This one gives you one energy. This gives you two. And this one gives you three. Right. Play a cho- You've got a choice, guys. Yeah. You've got yeah. a choice. It's, it's no, the most stupid, most obvious choice ever. So it is only one choice, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you look through the ammo, M855 is so far down the list. 
there's Warmageddon, there's HP, there's Mark 255 Modo, there's Mark 318 Modo, M856, FMJ, and then M855. And that is the default ammo. And the problem with this is that it's basically 55, 6A1, 55A1. And that is the meta. There's three rounds in the center, which is the entire game for 556. And M995 is basically out of the question. And no one really uses it anymore because you can't buy it on the flea. Um, it's, it's got too low damage. And no one uses class six, so there's no point. So now we've, we're in this situation where, because of the way that the armor classes work and the way that the default ammos and the way that things are structured, the traders are, means that we're using three. How many rounds? How many freaking rounds is this? One, so, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have 11 rounds of 506, and people use three of them. Yes. And like 99% of the time. And Warmageddon isn't even that good. So you can't even really leg meta with it. It's 88 damage. There's way better rounds. <laughs> For doing that There's it lots got of other buffed though it went from 85 to 88 giga it isn't that buffed. crazy okay, before, before i explode <laughs> should we actually talk about what the changes are well so, fmj got well what do you want to do okay do you, let do me explode real quick okay all right this all is right. what bugs me this could be a quick rant is sometimes maybe this is the case but it just feels like they're just doing stuff for completionist sake like look guys we have all the stuff in irl and the video game but then when we play the game, we want to like have these interesting choices, just like they're non-existent. But it's like, but look, guys, we have all the stuff and that's in real life. Like, like you said, there's remember when they added all these like SOST Mark 31567 mod? Like, okay, cool. What does it do? Oh, it's it's something that does nothing. Okay, I guess I'll never use this. Like you unlock it at Peacekeeper 2 or Peacekeeper 3. It's just like there's so many of these rounds. I think the classic example is 9 by 18 There's like a bajillion oh, different rounds at level 1 Frapper, and they all do effectively the same thing. There's like some very minute differences. But on paper, yeah. they're pretty much the same thing. As a new exactly. player, as a new player, you get zero info when you click inspect on each of the things. Just like, oh my mm -hmm. god, dude. It's such a, such a wild experience. Like, open up like a manual from like 1950 <laughs> written in Russian. Yeah. To try to understand what any of these things actually do. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve rounds that are under 20 pen within that caliber. And so you look through that list and you say, SB7 has the most damage. I will use that one. And I get what BSG were trying to do in the first place. They never expected the wiki to look like this. But also, how is anybody else ever going to use like the information we've talked about this before the information is not there in the game right. to make an informed choice <laughs> without doing any testing and so you just have to randomly choose right no one like how many people who are playing this this game are an expert in 9 by 18 makarov like in in all seriousness you know maybe they didn't expect to have as much of an international audience as it does maybe there's lots of people in russia who know mm -hmm. a lot more about these individual specific rounds i don't know because you know you can use it there or, or whatever I'm, I'm not sure but there were only two. There were only two outcomes to this, right? Is that most players are either just going to make a random choice because they have no idea and they just there's no way to know, and there's no way to know how it's implemented either, really, unless you have have the data. Or someone's going to do the test, stand there and shoot people in the leg with it, and look what the damage is, and then tell everybody, and people are going to pick the one that's the best. Like there's, there's only those are the only two or outcomes. Third option is take whatever little information there is there. Oh, this one's the cheapest. Okay, they all must be the same. Well, so I just use that. You know, just make a really. Yeah poor informally the decision exactly exactly so uh so that said it just seems it seems like a wasted opportunity because right you could yeah you could for sure restructure it and i think now that classics has done has, has done what it's done 
I think that you could restructure it to move all the class fives up to tier four ragman, whatever. Move all the class fours into tier three ragman, and then make class three as it is now. Well, make class three on yeah on level two ragman, and make the class twos on on level one ragman, and that would make a lot more sense. And then rounds yeah. that have got like eighteen pen rather than eight pen would actually matter and make it so you can't buy 55 at level one you we basically the problem is is that we start halfway through the progression curve pretty much not entirely not entirely but we we pretty much start halfway right. through we just need to pull everything back yeah just need to pull no everything i back. agree you know you know make mark 255 and mark 318 the ones that you can buy at peacekeeper one and yeah make, and make 55 sure. a class two uh, a peacekeeper two but purchase or something i, I don't know I'm not sure. maybe this is their plan but I swear, if someone hits me with, but the Mark Zero mod's a special ops weapon and it's super rare to manufacture, don't hit me with that fucking bullshit, dude. I don't care. I don't care, dude. I do not care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, it's, it's crazy. I think, too, the other thing is the penetration is so important because of breakpoint, and I think the breakpoint scaling is really weird. I don't understand why the curve is, like, going from 20 to 21 is, like, very little change and then you know you keep going up and up and then as you approach that threshold point it's like the curve jumps from like a 40 percent chance to a 60 percent chance and all the way up to like 80 mm-hmm. and then as you keep going up and up it's like 90 90 it's like diminishing returns like it's a weird s curve of sorts and it makes like the difference between like 25 and 26 could be night or day potentially so i i feel like that needs to be reworked along with like i like to see them do something with fragmentation in theory you could have like for example war mage i'm looking at now yeah it has three pin but if the fragmentation functions i mean currently it's bugged but all this is just one big copium tank for a ballistics rework but anyways the fragmentation is 90 percent. so like in theory if it was working it's kind of an interesting round because it has really high flesh damage it doesn't do good against armor but it fragments which basically is a crit in video games turns so it's like a really high critting round like, that could be really compelling offer, but it doesn't work, so in, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter that much that we don't use all the rounds. Like, it's a shame, because they've gone to the trouble of putting them all in, but it doesn't really matter. Like, the, the game plays fine with only having three rounds used within 5.56, for example. It's okay, there's so much else going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. But it's all right. But I like having more choices, and I think it's a missed opportunity, really. I don't think it's the most critical problem ever, but I, I feel that with some tweaking it could they could bring some of these back into play yeah but anyway the changes yeah let's let's move (laughs) on to the changes so this is why i mean i did my video on it and and shortened the the pathway through because most of it doesn't really matter like fmj as you said because because it's under 28 pen it doesn't beat m855 and you're not going to flesh damage with it because it just isn't isn't the round for that because it only has used to have 52 damage and now has 54, so it's not a leg meta round. And with 24 and t- going down to 23 pen, it's also not a armor-penetrating round either, which is useless. Same thing with HP. It's worse than Warmage. It's got more damage now, 79 rather than 75. But again, it's just it's still... It's on the, it's on the borderline of being useful for leg meta, but you just don't really leg meta with 556 guns particularly. There's, it's just not really the dumb thing. Um, penetration power went from 9 to 8. So yeah, MA55... This one is not really that important, I don't think. It's gone from 50 damage to 53 damage. Helps a little bit in the early game if you're just spraying at each other. It's still a two-shot through a packer, I would think. 
It's on. It's actually on the borderline. Now it's definitely a two shot through a packer. It might not have been before with damage mitigation because it's uh, 28. Actually, no, it should definitely have been because 28 pen is like a 50% chance against class three. So it should be well high enough to pen a packer no problem and not have, in, not have 15% damage reduction. Okay, so this, this change doesn't matter at all. 50 to 53 damage. It was going to two shot regardless. It just helps a little bit with overall damage. But, I mean, how many shots would it have taken anyway? 440 divided by 50 it was 8.8 .8 shots before. That's just in general. And now it's 53. So now it's 8.3 shots. So it's nine shots regardless. And this is the thing, like with the break points, it doesn't matter. Like maybe there's some very specific situations where you hit the arm three times and then once in the leg and like <laughs> now, it, now it kills me in one more hit or one less right, hit. Right, right. But it, it fundamentally doesn't make any difference. Um, MA55A1. Actually, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll go up through the, the progression. So we're going to ignore Modo and all of the sauce yeah, rounds. Yeah, let's ignore those. Whatevers, because those are all complete rubbish. Um, Warmageddon did go up to 88 damage but again if you're shooting somebody in the legs 440 and this is the breakpoints thing again 440 divided by 85 is five point something so it takes six shots to kill them 440 divided by 88 is precisely five which is slightly unfortunate because with damage drop off the instant that it leaves the barrel even at point blank it'll still take six shots because you'll lose like a fraction mm. of damage um, which is kind of a shame it's a shame they didn't make it 89 because that would have meant they would five shot people in the legs but it is what it is. So that change is also pointless. So moving further up the curve, what's what actually matters? So 56A1, the first round that you get to at Peacekeeper 2, but you have to complete loads of his quests and get to the cult part one. It used to be my favorite round in the game. Probably not now, now that 545 has changed, which we, we, we talked last time about 545, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. PP I'm, I'm sure we did. Yep. Yep, we yeah, did. so I think 545 is now just better than 556, especially in so. the game. But... But 56A1, so that's still got a... Um, actually, what is, the, what is the pen of... It's 37, yeah. So 56A1 is, is a pen of 37, so it's decent against class 4. It's got a buff in damage to 54 from 51. It was already quite good at damage, so this just helps a bit. It was already a, um, a pretty clean kill through class 4, I think, and now it definitely is. If you manage to actually penetrate. But the one thing that's maybe underestimated about 56A1 is it has a really high fragmentation chance of like 30 percent a lot of the the rounds in 556 do yeah so the average damage it pushes that up even further yeah it's 33 percent and um with 54 54 damage it just it ticks that up a little bit more so you actually do quite a lot of damage that round i don't think it matters again particularly but it's it just helps if you're spraying it's not going to do any more like two shot thoraxes or anything like that um, there's no real break point there but it helps with with the overall spray because it's a bit more damage um, then 55A1, which is probably where the most meaningful changes are. It had the pen changed from 45 to 44, which is in that kind of sweet spot area that you were talking about. Yeah. So that takes you... So, so 47 was the sweet spot for class 5. Being at 45, it was a 38% pen chance, I believe, against class 5. So you had to hit them at least once to get a greater than 50% pen chance so you almost well it's unlikely that you're going to pen straight through them three times which is kind of what you needed previously to then kill them whereas and now it's 44 so now it's gone down from 38 percent to like 30 i think um 30 percent pen which it matters but it was it was not an overwhelming likelihood that you would pen before and now it still isn't so you still have to hit them multiple times I'm actually not sure if it matters all that much. And the damage was increased from 46 to 49. 
which I would argue actually is quite good because you're really, really close to the thresholds of going through, well, class class four really is I think where that makes a difference. Because if you shoot someone twice with 46, that's 92. You only have to lose seven damage through a combination of armor reduction and flight path, distance, drop mm-hmm. off, to then not kill anybody with any armor. Whereas adding three damage adds six damage on two shots, which then takes you to 98, which I think actually makes it much better against class four than it was. I think which so. Which makes a lot more this wipe. So even though it's worse against class five, kind of, it still wasn't amazing against class five and you had to hit them in multiple shots anyway. And I actually think maybe the damage on the whole across the broad spectrum of players, especially in the mid game, is probably better actually. Yeah, I mean, the difficult part though oh, is 5-5-A-1 nice. is Peacekeeper 4, Skeeter 4, mm. and I don't yeah, know, you're finding into it in Raid. City, aren't you? Yeah, it's just like once you get it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's still kind of a decent cost-effective round, maybe. Then again, I don't know. We'll see, because the, the, the price can increase. The one that you could buy, like, what, 90 of from Peacekeeper? Or no, was it Skier? I think it was Skier, oh, like, every ski- reset. The Skier one got changed a while back. It used to be really silly. Yeah, it used to be, like, it's dirt cheap. still got cheap there. Yeah, let's have a look. So now Skier is selling it for 526 which is expensive. It's... But for what it is, I think it's probably a fair price. Yeah. Peacekeeper sells it for 8 bucks, which yeah, I think <laughs> is a lot. That's a lot. It's still kind of okay. Yeah, but it's 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 a lot. I think it's I think that's probably honestly for its performance and where it comes in the progression, eight dollars around is probably fair, and five twenty six is cheap. Yeah, think. yeah, but that's like the only compelling thing for it for me, anyways, to use it was that I can get it from Skier. I just have to do it every reset for cheap, and it's since I'm getting that price, it makes it more compelling to use it. Was kind of how I saw mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, because BP is like thirteen twenty, from yeah. Battle, for example. So it's cheaper than BP rounds. I mean, it's not as good as BP. Right, right. But it's, it, is, it is cheaper. How much are... Um, I'm just wondering about the MCX. How much are those rounds now, the AP rounds for the MCX? Oh, I, I think they're seven or eight bucks, the AP ones anyways. Yeah, let's, let's see. Eight, okay, eight. So kind of on par. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I think the point is is that 55 was never amazing against class 5. It's never been insane. Right. You always had to tag them a few times to kill them. Right. So I feel that and this is part of the deal with the 5 or 6 guns as to why they don't feel that great is because you need to hit people a few times with them, usually because of the combination of the damage and the penetration. Now that's just even more the case with Class five. I think it's I think it's a nerf against class five and a buff against class four, but I think the buff against class four is better than the nerf against class five. And until everyone's wearing class five, it's probably a buff to the round overall. And even then, lots of people just carry on using class four even into the late game because yeah. they think, well, what's the point? Because I can't really access like the, the price to performance ratio is so crazy. I can run the rat rig for fifty five K or I can buy a current for like a hundred yeah, hundred and twenty K or something, and after one shot it's done. Yeah. Um so I think there's a lot of people who Still just carry on running class four anyway. They say, Well, yeah. I'll take my damage reduction percentage so that I don't get too shot. And I think that that has now gone away. So I think it's, it, yeah, it, it's hard to know, but I think that's probably, it's probably okay overall. And I don't think it affects 
classified very much. But yeah, it, it's always relied on being able to hit multiple times with accurate weapons, which is why the recoil change is so bad for this caliber. Yeah. And it's been in a bad spot and why no one uses the M4 anymore because it's hard to tag people multiple times, you know, and that's why everybody's moved over to 762.51 and 762.39BP because the recoil is, to be honest, is actually quite good with those weapons anyway. You, you can make it, you can make it so, but you only have to hit them twice and they die. And it actually is good at penetrating. Um, and then, yeah, the other changes, I guess, is just the, the two high-end rounds that normally uses now. But 995 went from 40 damage to 42 damage, which is okay. It'll help it over long range with headshots. And yeah. SSAP went from 36 to 38, which is kind of the same thing. Because SSAP yeah. with 36 damage is so low. It's such a low damage. Yeah. I think that's... So it just helps a bit with that. I think those, those are some pretty good changes. I don't think they're, like, significant changes. Um, I do like the last two you mentioned the most, personally. Because uh, now it's not going to feel as bad if I decide to use those. Like, I could do a niche, like, lighthouse run with 995. Then again, the rate, the rogues. I don't know, man. It's it's really That's complicated. Right. It's really complicated. It's tough. Yeah, because I, I was looking at this as well the other day, because someone asked me in my comments about the Buckshot video, right. saying, oh, what about the different health of scavs? Does this have any impact? And I was like, oh, that's a very good point. And went to go and have a look at the three profiles of scav and only the first profile of scav has 35 hp yeah and this is kind of the problem all the rogues all the raiders have at least 40 hp scav versions two and three on the higher difficulty settings also have 40 hp and it's just these these rounds they they struggle right ssaap won't one tap any scav other than the basic regular easy scav and it's just it's just hard i just think it's strange there was i made a comment about changing the head hp or or something and there's Mm -hmm. been lots of Lots of discussion about that in the comments as well on one of my videos, which is definitely interesting. I feel like as time goes on, maybe I'm more in, inclined to have like a head multiplier or something because it doesn't mess with other stuff. It makes right. it more complex. I, I was, I've been trying to decide what's the best, what would be the best way is right. to just decrease head HP and keep all the mechanics identical. It lowers the overall HP of a PMC, which actually makes leg, leg meta stronger, interestingly. Um, right, exactly. As a bizarre side effect. And then it also yeah it also i don't know this is like this there's also always weird effects whenever you change anything um and a head multiplier makes it more complicated but we already have multipliers for black limbs so it's only adding one extra feature i I basically just think that if i don't really care how it gets changed but i would like them to change it such that if a rifle round penetrates a helmet you die yeah that's it that's what i I want i think maybe they can increase the head hp to like 40 and then do like a 2x multiplier to sort of like balance it out, you know? Because um, I, I don't know. You'd have to like really do some. Because when we, when we talked about this a long time ago, I said there might be some weird things like, you know, you take a blunt damage and because of the multiplier, you die instantly where normally you would that have lived yeah. or you hit the blunt damage was. A, yeah. Right. Or you hit like barbed wire in your head and then you like take too much damage and you die or, you know, something, some weird interaction. Right. So I think maybe they want to, if, if they do decide to do something like this, kind of like teetering a bit might be uh, a good. Yeah, exactly. Did you, do you remember a long time ago, there was that really weird situation that somebody sent me where they got shot in the head with like Palaver's 6U or something, but they were wearing like the Ronin DevTac helmet. And because of the ridiculous amount of damage on the shotgun slugs, even though it didn't penetrate, they just got blunt damage to the head and died because this thing's like made of card or something. Mm. <laughs> and it has a really low, has a or really high pass through. 
You remember we spoke? It was ages that we spoke I about this. It's just come back to this. back to mind because there was a there was some research done. I think it was Voxy who was like doing did sort of load of research into the into the stuff, and someone posted the actual kind of like blunt damage like values or whatever back then. This is a long time ago, so they might have changed since then. But the that DevTech Ronin in particular had the I think it was like the highest blunt damage pass through of all the armors by like a factor of two or something. Hmm. And so normally you'd only take. 15 20 25 damage something like that but because it was a combination of like the most ridiculously high damage round you can physically get combined with the most pass through on the helmet the dude just died outright and he got to the end screen it was one shot and the end screen just said blunt damage head and that was it it was just like blunt (laughs) to the head you died he was like how is this possible my helmet actually defended against this round it's just like well yes but also no. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and it was because he used that particular one and got shot with a very particular round. So there's always these funny situations. It's like trying to catch those edge cases. It seems right. like a great idea when you say, oh, I just changed the head HP to 20. But it's just like, oh, but what if you just catch a, um, a, a TC2000 full of express bark? Like, are you just going to die instantly because of the blunt damage? Like, this, and these are the problems with it. And you always have to think through. So it's good to, I don't know, air these kind of suggestions out. And yep. people, I don't know, people come up with random scenarios that you didn't think about. It's been, I mean, I was going to say it's a bit like programming, but we are talking about a video game. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, and that's why it probably sounds like programming, because it is precisely that. Systems building, system design, you know, mm-hmm. all the same thing. Um, so, yeah, so 506 got tweaked. I think it's probably a buff overall. I mean, it is mostly buffs, to be fair. Um, I think it's buff, buff overall. Yeah. I don't think it really compares to the 545 buffs, but that's... It's so weird. That's okay. You get... Trapper 2, you get PP, which is like, what, is it 34 pin? 35 pin? 36 pin? It's obnoxious. Technically, Peacekeeper 2, you get 6A1 if you do the quest, but that quest is gatekept by Skier's quest line, so it's like... See, I remember like some of my early wipes, I was like in the high 30s and I'm just getting like Peacekeeper quests, you know what I mean? It's just like, I, I really wish they changed that. To make I know, I had a wipe where I crafted the USBs in the hideout, right? And then handed them in because I just could <laughs> not, crazy. I literally could not find them. Like, so I've been, I've been grinding dorms too, three safes, just raid, three safes, raid, three safes, really? raid, three safes, car extract, raid, three safes. I found one and mm. I'm just, I found a lion. I found like all sorts of other stuff. I just cannot find these USBs. It's so, so annoying. I've got filing cabinets, all the stashes I can find, like safes over and over and over and over again. I found one USB. It's so annoying. Like I feel like all the other items this wife have been really good, but USBs, USBs are still the Dude. bane of my life. Like I've had one wipe where they've been nice to me, and every other time it's just sucked. Seriously, that loophole increase though, looting the safes, yeah. dude. It's like. Dude, honestly, I, I want to talk about this since you brought it up real quick, is I've been doing the same thing, looting the three safes and dorms. It'd be coming out with bank, dude, every time. Because, like, think That's about good. it. I don't I, Let's just assume this is how it works, but each cell has a chance to spawn an item. It could be a stack of 700 rubles, or it could be a Sheriff Eli's badge. It's like 50k, right? And it's like, dude, I've got a key tool and a docs case because the big easy book can go in there. All the other <laughs> Intel stuff can go in there. You you can put maps in there now. Like, dude, there's so mm-hmm. much stuff you can put in the docs case. I've been like, yeah, that's been my strat. I think that's how I've like made such raw cash. Um, I don't have a ton of cash. Like, I, I'm less than a mil. Like, I've been spending it like crazy. But um, I definitely feel like saves are kind of goaded this way because of all the freaking stream items you get and how many stuff you can shove in a freaking docs case now 
It's actually insane. It is good. Yeah, it's like every two seconds you're just like Axel, Parrot, like Golden Egg. Yeah. You know, you get a lion out, you get a, an SSD, you put that in the docs case, you put the Veritas pick in the docs case, because I think that yeah. went in, actually. Yeah, that can There's, go. like, loads of <laughs> things that go in there now. Yeah. So I've got a docs case, too, and I'm just going, running these things, just, like, in they go, in they go, in they go, mm-hmm. in they go every mm-hmm. time, like, diaries, small diaries, like, sending those to Peacekeeper. It's it's pretty it's pretty decent. Um, it is pretty yeah. decent. Oh, there was, there was something oh, there was something I was gonna I was gonna mention, but I cannot remember what it what it was. We were talking about five four five changes prior to this um, peacekeeper. Yeah, it was something to do line, with flash drives. Yeah, it was something to do with the the, the looting, the loot pool, and the bartering and and stuff, and the and the hideout. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let's just let's just carry on, and if it comes to mind, I'll have to remind myself about it remind myself about it but um yeah, i guess the these, dude. final progression change is the grenadier and bp switching place yeah. um so punisher part five gives you s12 like was it 12 ps12 a rounds the armor piercing s12 rounds whatever so, yeah the, the b the ps12 oh B, thank you the good you. one yes and it gives you well it unlocks the ability to purchase ps12 b which I verified with Sad actually, who's in, in the chat now, that it is on Peacekeeper. Uh, sorry, I'm on Prapple 4. So you can unlock. You could do Punisher Part 5 quite early. Yeah. But it used to unlock BP at Prapple 3. But this thing unlocks the Ash 12 round, but at Prapple 4. So you, you can buy it from him later, but not yet. And I think it's, what was it, 36 for, for Prapple yes. 4. So four. it's quite a lot later on. Even still, because I was thinking, ah, oh, when I first looked at it, I thought this is going to be great for the Ash because you can That's buy the Ash with the fleet, sixty something k. You don't need to mod it. You can just run it loud. It's fine. You could use it as like a DMR, and it's going to just one shot everybody. This is going to be sick, man. Because the the second best round for it is twenty eight pen, which is the same as M eight five five. So it's not good. So I was like, well, this is going to be amazing. But I wish they'd moved it to Prapple three because it would have actually given a, a use for it. Maybe it would have been too strong. I'm not sure. But Prapple three quite late on. You know, it's not not really that super early and it actually yeah. very very limited and the problem that i find is that even though now so the the two rewards have changed so now grenadier unlocks bp but you get the grenadier task at level 30 right you can still unlock bp earlier because it's presumably still on prepple three so once you do grenadier yes it's a hard task but once you do grenadier you can still get bp if you just grind it and push it you can still probably get grenadier and bp earlier than you can get ps12b which i think is kind of the wrong way around I yeah, I don't think this was the most. I mean, t- so technically, you get proper level three at level twenty six, assuming you have enough rep and everything. And then, as you're saying, you get the grandier quest at level thirty, which I don't. Is that just like a pure level thing? You have to have some prior quest done. Yeah, it Do we comes know? off something else, but it comes off something else that's relatively early and relatively straightforward. So okay. basically, everybody will have it. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me check what it is. Shaking up sure the teller. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shaking up the okay, teller. So yeah, everybody so has this because that's a, that's the pathway to punish it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So, so I would actually, I think it's okay broadly. I would be happy with either BP yeah. going to punish it, uh, to Prapple 4, personally, and the Ash 12 ammo is coming back to Prapple 3. I think that would make the most sense. Maybe. Like, why is BP on Prapple 3? It's, it's absolutely cracked. <sighs> It's well. I feel like BP has just have been like this perfect storm because of the the AKs getting buffed, not directly. Like they're like, oh, let's add these new AK mods, and then they make the AKs better, and they're like, oh, let's add the mutant, 
And so, like, because BP was already a good round, it was kind of like, a, I don't know. It's it's just kind of like just a lot of things. The recoil being changed, the mods being added to make AKs less and less recoil, the mutant getting added. Now we got yeah. this RD. It's kind of a culminating thing that uh, perhaps slipped on the radar. And now they've like tried to nerf it with price, uh, the BP, by increasing the price and now moving it to a different quest. So I don't know. It's it's a tough thing to to balance once you you know these small incremental changes just affect mm. the giant spider web known as Tarkov slowly over time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that uh, Deep Space was saying in chat is don't forget about the Workbench Three craft. So you can get Workbench Three. You need Mechanic Three. Once you've got Mechanic Three, you can get Workbench Three. At Workbench Three, you can actually craft both of these things. So you can craft is... the SLB if you want. It looks expensive. And you could also craft BP. So 120 yeah. rounds of BP. We always knew you could do that. Two green green gunpowders and two kites, which is probably quite good value at this point. The PS12Bs look really expensive. A Bulbex cut. Oh, no, but that's an auxiliary. Okay, fine. So it's a Master Files, two military cables, two TNT blocks, and 80 PS12A. It seems kind of pricey. Military cables are pretty expensive because they're useful in like, things like the P90 barter. I believe, yeah, there's a P90 barter for two military cables. So those are going to be at least 50k minimum. They're normally about 60,000. So that, that piece on its own is 60k. TNT bricks are quite expensive too now. And you only get 60 out of, out of that. And it's 20 hours. And you get 60 rounds for the ash. 20 hours. I mean, overnight I mean, crafts, perhaps. Yeah, overnight craft, maybe. Basically, the way, the way that I've started to think about it now is the way that you probably should think about it, which is you've got the cost of the ingredients and then you've also got the cost of the, the craft that you would have done yeah. If you hadn't done this and you have to and how much would that sell for on the flea minus the fee? You have to add those two together and that's the real price per bullet. So if you just did a wires craft overnight and that's gonna make you fifty thousand, right. it's gonna <laughs> add fifty thousand to the price of, of this. There's probably better crafts to do if you're looking at a long cycle, but it's just the one that comes to mind because mm-hmm. wires are goated. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for six for sixty rounds it seems kind of it seems kind of rough. And I Personally, would think that should be the other way around. You get like 120 PS12B, maybe change the craft a bit, and only 60 BP or whatever if they want to limit that. I don't know. I don't know. I I, don't know. I just I really feel like we're unless they do some more significant changes, we're just going to see another previous meta come here in two or three months. I mean, we got some time for sure, but I think it's a lot of the stuff's going to be the same. Uh, 762 BP being dominant. With everything we got. It's cool that they added a bunch of new crafts, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, like, not too sure about, like, some of the hideout crafts I thought were really weird. Like, the new armor crafts. They seemed really pricey. Um, And it's, like, great. I can craft a level 3 rig that I can buy off Ragman. Like, I don't understand why. Like, what is this really? What's the value here? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's, like, the value is there if you're playing hardcore. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense in a flea market style economy. That's the problem. Yeah, because this is like, and this, uh, I'll be quick here, but this is the thing that keeps coming up, man. It's like, we have a dynamic economy of a static economy. So anytime these like, dynamic economy things are related, like let's say this craft was really good, it's not going to be long before the market adapts, you know? People are going to realize, oh, you know what? This is a good craft. Oh, and then the prices start going up because it's people are buying up more to supply and there's less less uh, quantity. Whereas the 
static market is like BSG has to manually control, and it's the when you try to combine two things, you get these weird little loopholes where it's like, oh my god, I can buy this stuff and barter it and make a profit, you know, and flip it like yeah. the classic uh, rechargeable battery <laughs> trade and all the other shenanigans. But um, anyways, man. So yeah, I guess there's new crafts in there. It from the looks of it, it just looks like they're not really that useful as far as I'm specifically talking about the armor crafts. I haven't looked at the much of the other ones, but I was excited. I'm like, cool, we can do these crafts. Not cool. They don't really make sense. I mean, to be fair, now hang on a minute. The I'm going on a bit of a tangent. I'm sorry. Bear with me. You Fine. could, in theory, take a used up armor and convert it into a new yes. armor. So there is that. That's true. That's true. So you're looking at, well, I've got a couple here because I've got lavatory two going. So you could take, you could take a broken Corund, combine it with Ripstop and a Wartech rig, and turn it into a TV one ten, or a scuffed six P thirteen and turn it into a new Ule. That kind of thing. That does make a little bit more sense. You could take, like, yeah, this is actually kind of interesting. You know, you could take. Your Paka from Early Wipe that you maybe you survived the raid, but your Paka got messed up. Instead of repairing it, you could turn it into a Karasa. I'm not sure. I had to do the math on some of this stuff because, like, here's the thing: if you could just vendor the Paka, and that money you gained was greater than the value you got for crafting it into a Karasa, I don't know. I'd have to really sit down and do some math and some spreadsheets on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think personally the problem with it is that it's probably never worthwhile over just crafting something else to then sell right, on the fleet and, and then just buy another piece of armor. Yeah, that's true, that's true. That's probably the, the reality of it, I think. But I, yeah. I kind of like the idea. Like, there are, there are some of these, and this is actually something that I did want to talk about, so I guess we can <laughs> go through it very, very quickly. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it's a fast one, but there's, like, one in the lavatory and one in the med station. I think Ewing was talking a little bit about some of this in his video mm -hmm. but then it's you know i've kind of been looking at it and doing it myself as well i kind of got some inspiration from that i've been looking out for them which is like the scav backpack one with the water and the mbss yeah and that's kind of cool because since the nerfed aquamari water i think is still probably the best that you can buy because it's like 60 hydration it only costs 12k whereas aquamaris are still about 30,000. they're only 100 hydration in total mm. you're still better off buying water from therapist you buy the water, you drink 59 of it, you leave the one in the stash, you then go to the MBSSs, you go and see if there's a hard drive for less than an MBSS. If not, you just buy an MBSS. And because you had to buy the water anyway to drink, you can craft two scab backpacks from one fleece and one MBSS backpack. And you can also make the fleeces in the hideout from three hats as well if you want to alternate between two different crafts. So then you end up getting these two scab VPs, which are probably about eighteen k each or something, and actually make some money that way. And basically using using items you had to buy anyway, right? To do right. that, and then and then the other ones in the bed station because I always use the car first aid kit, which is which is really which is really good. So as soon as I get that down to you know thirty or something, I like try to squeeze as much as I can, but leave it and don't don't use it up completely. Once you get two of those, you combine them with two S March tourniquets, which are really cheap. They're only two thousand. So for two used car kits that you uh, you were going to throw out anyway or just sell to therapists, you now pay 4000 for some S-marches and you can craft them into slavers and then sell the slaver on the flea market for like 28k, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> as well this. as the one that we talked about last time, which was the 
the uh, money laundering, the hemostats yes. through the flea oh markets. So when I pick he- when I pick hemostats up from enemy PMCs, I combine that with a med, turn it into a real hemostat, and sell that on the flea for like twenty five thousand. That will go away as people can unlock hemostats. Right. But I, right. I can't even buy them yet, so I, I don't know. But some of those crafts are quite funny. I quite yeah. like those. They're like little. They're kind of like little little tricks. I, I think they're neat. I think they're neat, neat too. I like those ones. And I I can kind of see it. Like I'm looking at one now. The six B thirteen. Um, with a Umka rig, you can craft into the six B five fifteen, the really ultra heavy uh, armored rig, the green floral pattern one. Um, so like you know, the argument can be made. I have to buy, you know, I have to use armor, so I use it. Maybe you don't insure it, um, because that's the other thing. If you're going to craft the armor, it's insured, so that's like a sunk price, you know, unless you used it when it in the craft when it came back. You use it. You use it, you insure it, you get it back, it's at zero. It's not worth repairing, but you use it in the craft. Yeah. It's lost its insurance status now, and now you get a new armor. There might be something to that. It is a five-hour craft, though. I don't know. It's kind of a long craft. You, yeah. you had, we got to really break out the spreadsheets and see how this stacks up. It might be, it might be, it might, the thing. Actually it might be worth sense. it. Because, yeah. yeah, because new armor goes for quite a lot on the fleet. Mm-hmm. If you had one of those, how many is it? Is it just one of each? Is it just one, one of, of those yeah. ceramic armors and one of the umkers? Yep. So an umker is 20k off the flea market, and then a new 6v5 Yule is 70,000, 73,000 actually for a 50k one. So it's like 50k profit. I mean, you're, you're still probably better off making fleece, but actually, mm-hmm. I don't know because it only makes 10k per, per go. I think maybe there is something there. Well, I have to look into you might be it. Right. I have to look into it. The, the right. weird part to that, it, whole equation is as you level up the traders your insurance gets higher and higher so like your your costs get higher and higher yeah. it's interesting okay so sorry we jumped on a tangent there where were we originally talking we about? were talking about bp i think we're kind of finished though with those changes okay um yeah I think we, right. it was about grenadier and bp switching place we've talked about 762 bp we've talked about ps12 b we've talked about the crafts about where they are about the changes about how we think they should be slightly different um and i think the the only thing left before we have any closing thoughts or talk about anything else, was the stats because we forgot to talk about the stats yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah. I said we would talk about it and we didn't, which is which is always interesting. Um, do you have it up actually? I'm about to find it right now. I, I think not. it was in our our private chat or something. Oh yeah, should be one of the easy recent ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would guess. So I mean, the headline is 68% USEC versus 32% bear. It's usually skewed that way anyway, but in a lighthouse meta. Mm-hmm. so to speak without streets where there's only downside for playing bear rather than the you know the drip and the cool factor only the cool <laughs> kids play bear apparently i wouldn't know i'm usec through and through but yeah 68 percent is quite heavy you know it's a heavy swing towards yep towards that particular faction i'm not super surprising given the international player base and all of that stuff um i do i always i always find these quite funny like 284 million pmcs Killed. That's interesting. I get like sixty nine percent of usex died, thirty one percent of bears died. So you could argue, technically, on average, bears are higher skilled because usex <laughs> died more often relative to the number of them that there were. Yeah. Funny. Uh, <laughs> um. So then the total number of players that achieved max strength. I was not one of them. You didn't end up doing it, did you? Nah. You got really close and then stopped. You got fed up. Yeah. Um, total with your five five round shotgun mags or whatever it was. 
Total players that achieve max strength, 51,600. And total players that achieve max endurance, 116,000. Quite interesting. So that's I actually achieve... really interesting. Yeah, I didn't achieve either. And I oh. was level 47 hmm. with 700 raids. That's how I ended the, the patch. Interesting. I didn't get either. Yeah, I, I intend mean, to this wipe. It's... Oh, I'm going to post them here. It's... um. Interesting, because basically half the people that reached endurance didn't reach max strength, which to me Indeed. says reaching max endurance is reaching max strength is um, half as difficult as reaching max endurance. I guess you could say. Which I think this wipe is going to be a little bit different because I don't know if you noticed, but I've only been leveling straight. I swear, every raid I go into, I'm overweight going in. <laughs> It's going to yeah. be interesting. Man, dude, it's like, it makes me want to run light kits just to get my endurance up to, like, the tens. So mm. that way, when I do all these shoreline quests, I can actually sprint a little further than, <laughs> like, you know, a couple yards, what it feels like, so. Yeah, it was actually a comment in one of my um, videos. Somebody said, hey, I've got an idea for you. Like, a video about, like, light kits where you stay underweight, you know, stuff that's, like, light light pieces. You can actually level endurance. I was like, that's actually quite a good idea. Like, I haven't started looking into it yet, but it's something I'm probably going to do. Because, yeah, this is the first wipe. You you know it's you know it's gone it's gone very far the other way. Mm. When I'm sat with six strength and nine, sorry, six endurance and nine strength. Yeah. That's yeah. very, very unusual. Because I run, I'm normally quite a light kit runner. Yeah. Right? I normally take little rigs. I'm a bank robber. I'm a bank robber boy mm -hmm, until mm -hmm. later on. And then I start, and even, even in the end game, I get people coming in going like, why are you running the Tarzan? And it's just like, well, because I take two mags. I take my car first aid kit. I have a hemostat and maybe one grenade. Like I'm not a super thick, like, you know, crazy meta chad, but most of the time. And my levels and strength and endurance don't justify it either because I'd, it's just too heavy. And we'll see, actually, because now we've got these strength nerfs to the max strength. So you can't just run around with nothing on your back anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the top end with, with that. It'll yeah. be more punishing for players who didn't get to max strength because they can't just run around with... I mean, it was, it was crazy before. Or nothing in your bag, nothing in your like rig counted, it only your guns. Really like it was crazy. nuts. People playing underweight the whole time, like no matter how much stuff they have, it was, it was, it was nuts. So yeah, maybe there's something in there about being able to level the endurance skill. So I do, I agree with you. I think it's going to be different this wipe. Um, I do like the, I did notice that even though I was overweight quite a lot of time recently, because I've been hauling out some like big kits, just like loads of junk, just trying to sell everything and make as much money as I can. Unless I'm really pushing it and really taking the pee. <laughs> most of the time when I'm walking, my stamina is still going up. And I know they made those yeah. changes a while back and i still think that's a good way to go so it's like you're overweight and running really loses your stamina like really quick but when you stop and you're walking you still slowly gain stamina like you're not losing stamina whilst walking because that's what really kills a raid i had to drop some stuff the other day i dropped some like the worst i was like ppsh or whatever in my bag i was like right let me get rid of that let me get rid of, rid of this like half busted one five one three three because they're actually going to get me killed i'm not going to leave otherwise because like i'm having to do the the run crawl thing and it shoreline is a, always a bigger map than than you think especially yeah. even if you're at like weather station and you need to get to road to customs it takes much longer than you think you have to cross the big open field you have to go over the little like hilly section then you have to get to the road it takes a long time if you're running and then lying down and running and lying down customs is a lot smaller if you think about customs overlaid onto shoreline like most of customs probably fits into that gap between weather station and road to customs 
So Shoreline is just huge. It's just because there's not that many landmarks and features. So it, that's welcome anyway. That's welcome. But it did stop me from taking some like crazy stuff. I think it's once I went over about 50 kilos at this point. I just couldn't anymore. Um, yeah, so what else is interesting? Co-op X-Wheels of Scabs, 1.4 million. Come again? There's like 1.4 million co-op X-Fills oh. with Scabs. So PMC I... X-Fills, I guess is, and this is interesting. So PMC X-Fills, there was 750,000 and Scav X-Fills was 650,000, which implies that Scavs was more often going out with groups, which makes sense because people are more likely to VoIP if they're in a group than if they're on their own. You'll find a, you're more often going to find a single Scav who goes out with a group of PMCs. It makes sense because... When you go in the scav, you don't normally group up because you all spawn in different places. Because you're not as you're not as a team, really. Are you? Can you, you can't group up as a scav, can you? Mm. Or can you? What no, you maybe mean? you can. What do you mean? I mean, I, you can see that I never play with other people. Can you party in scav? You can, right? Like in the menu. Yeah. Yeah. And then all spawn in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like a, a dude. Assuming it's the like... spawning system works. But yeah, you can. Yeah, because I've definitely spawned but you sometimes you have different X fills. Do you still have different X fills? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, been, it, it's genuinely been like two I don't, and a half years well, you since know what? I scav partied with someone. I take that back. You don't spawn in the same place. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not how it's supposed to work. Perhaps you can, but you you can party together and get into the raid at the same time, but you'll be in different locations. Usually, how that works, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, I'm heavily distracted. You were talking about the um, armor weight stuff. I just came up and I was trying to find the information, but I can't find it. The Doctor Disrespect armor. I can't find how much it's going for. If you can even buy off the flea, but I think I want to give that a go. When I looked earlier, I want to give that a go. It's lightweight and it's class three stomach and thorax. That's my quick blurb. I'm I'm gonna try it now. The lightweight meta. It's coming. With the dark, maybe. Good, good, good. Yeah, because okay. the other ones, like, class falls are typically really heavy. Um, yeah, okay, so that's the co-op exfil. The, uh, the total cost of all loot extracted from all raids was... That's a big number. There's a, there was 1,609 trillion. <laughs> I can't remember what is next. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's, trillion. that's way over my 1. head. 1.6 omega trillions, whatever whatever <laughs> the next one is. I, I'm not sure. But that's a lot. So it puts into context that Lightkeeper wanted 14 trillion rubles or something mm-hmm. when we had 1,609 trillion extracted out of yeah. out of raid. So, yeah. And then and then there's the, the pre-wipe event that's Mm-hmm. Which uh, let's see—is there anything actually interesting in there? One point four million people played labs when it was free. I don't really know what we get out of that particularly. Crank survivors—that's what they called it. This thing with the XTGs. There was only one hundred eighty thousand USEX, or yeah, yeah, one hundred eighty thousand USEX and eighty thousand bears that survived that event. I don't know how many people were playing. A lot of people died because it was all the bosses and stuff, but. Antidotes extracted from raid, hundred eighteen thousand, which doesn't really do any good because you can't do anything with those, right? So that was mm. kind of like a a joke stat. Like, look how many of you didn't know what you were doing, lol. <laughs> I wonder how you tie up the. So it says crank survivors USEC. Let's just look at USEC for for a minute. So it says crank survivors USEC, hundred eighty thousand two hundred sixty, and then right at the bottom it says survived USEC. 
198,885. Is that because, like, did it not occur on labs or something? You went labs or were you is, not poisoned? Is that a different category? Free access, or is that free access lab. Is that a, I think uh, that's maybe different. that's just free access lab. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yes, that's right. Because the total infills on USIC, which is one point something million, adds up with the survived and the perished. So that, that does actually make sense. That does make sense. I'm going to tell you how many people actually played. I feel like quite a lot of people played the pre-work event. I think the pre-work event was really good. Yeah, I think it was really good. We didn't really talk yeah. about it, but I think that was like a really, like an actual game mode type of thing. Like it felt like very unique, um, which I think, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't play in it, but I watched some people play it. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked really cool, actually. I really liked it. It reminded me of like Call of Duty xbox you know private lobby modding for you know split screen days like just doing yeah. some crazy shenanigans it's cool yeah exactly so yeah it's always cool i like that they do a little breakdown of this at mm. the end like it doesn't always tell you that much i think previously we've yeah. actually been able to tell a little bit more about what's going on because you could break down certain things and they had mm -hmm. different stats but it's, it's fun that they they put that out total cost of loot extracted during the events 43 million 43 trillion so that again puts into context of the 14 that we had to give to like keep it wasn't actually that hard for the player base to do that's presumably why they did it like that yeah so. cool so yeah max strength max strength this wipe uh i think man i'm i'm sticking to my max traders and then We'll see it where happens. I... Yeah, that's just... That's the, so that's Fair enough. By I'm the time at. we get there, we might have some content, or we might not. That's We're going to have to just see, so... Um, I keep it in the lighthouse and all that good stuff, so yeah, we'll, see. we'll see. Who knows where they are in the timeline and the roadmap for it? Who knows? I do have a, a funny story real quick before we close out. Um, So I was questing, as you, know, as you do in Tarkov, you know, there's this thing that you do called questing, and I got like a skier gold swag quest, and I was like, "Oh right, you know that's the one where like you got to go to the the bunkhouse and unlock the thing." So I had this bright idea instead of buying the key. Um, I'm kind of spoiling the story a bit, but I got confused. Okay, I thought it was the bunkhouse one. I, I just uh. wasn't paying attention. But anyways, me being a genius and looking at the flea market scene, you can't you can't buy it. If you could buy it, it's like two hundred thousand rubles. You had to barter stuff for it. I'm like, I'll just let someone unlock it for me, and then I'll go in there. So I had this genius idea. I camped atop of skeleton, like prone behind some boxes, and just audio hoard the heck out of my game, dude. Wait until someone. So like, two raid attempts. It didn't happen. No one unlocked it. Third raid attempt. Finally, someone unlocks and they run away. So I sneak over there, bat right over there. I get up in there, start looking around. Like, guys, you guys, where's it at? Where's it at? I'm like, what? What tasks do I got? Golden swag. Where's it at, guys? And dude, it was like two hours down the drain. <laughs> it was so God, sad. This is the wrong task. It was so sad. Yeah. Make sure you check your task and you know what? Just go ahead and pull up the wiki page. Like honestly, <laughs> do yourself a favor. I know. I even sometimes I'm like, I'm ninety nine percent sure of what it is. And I'm like, I'm gonna go and check as yeah. well. It's like actually today, because I got on to Punisher Part Three. And mm -hmm. I was like, can I use the 74? Because I've been using a 74UN a lot because of the PP rounds. And it's been working out quite well. And I was like, can I use this? It says 74U in the quest. I'm 99% sure you can use either the UN or the UB or the regular one. 
And when on the wiki, I was just like, yes, you can use it. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm always, I'm a prolific, because the two seconds of checking saves you the going into raid, getting the kill, <laughs> checking the quest. Oh, no, it didn't count. You know, it's just yeah, like, for sure. You'd rather know in advance because then you were stuck in the raid and you got to extract or whatever. You'd like save yourself an hour by taking 20 seconds to check the wiki. It's just, it's so worth it. Yeah, the only, I've not had any big like quest boo boos yet this way, but the, the one that I had, I, I was buying some markers because I was doing all the shoreline marker stuff. And I wasn't really paying attention particularly. I end up rather than buying three, I end up accidentally like clicking in the box and, and putting the three in next to the one. I bought 31 markers in in one go and just like annihilated my cash balance by like how much are they? They're like 15k. They're really expensive, aren't they? I forget how much they are. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and find out. I, think and I, was, about 15K. I was just I was just like I was like, oh no. Yeah, they're fifteen thousand. So I, I spent like four hundred and fifty K on markers in one go. Oof. I was like, no. So now I've got my scab junk boxes just absolutely rammed full of <laughs> markers. Like anytime, anytime I need to go and do any of those quests, I'm just like, oh, I'll just whip out some of the markers that we've got there. Very good. And every time I get them find in raid for a quest or something, as a as the, to be used in the next quest, I like sell those on the flea, try and sell them <laughs> yeah. back. Like, come on, someone else take the markers. I've got, I've got enough. I've got my own. I don't need your markers, Prapple. I'm just selling Dang. back. If only there was a hideout craft that could consume those no. markers that would be perfect right that would be really really good yeah that would be good like maybe turn it into a flare or something yeah i've got i've got a red flare that i found well i got oh, on the found today mm. and um and i haven't used yet it's just sat staring at me in my inventory so it's a red one as well so i think it'll it'll cool down an airdrop so i might have to use that at some point yeah i'm very curious to see how that system works because there's a lot of different flares i noticed and i don't really understand mm. As far as I understand, the only red one calls down an airdrop, and the rest of them are just light. I think. Okay. Interesting. Um, but we'll have to see. In, in offline mode, it doesn't work. Yeah. Because you need the server to do the thing with the plane or whatever. So mm. I just I will try to go into offline mode and just like fire it off, and it seemed really weird. Like when I turned sideways, it disappeared, and when I looked at it, it was there again. Mm. I'm not I'm not sure. And then I went back in again and, and fired it vertically up because I fired it at the wrong angle the first time and just shot it off the side of customs. I was like, oh crap! So I went back in again and shot it vertically upwards, and it just disappeared completely. I was like. Maybe it's just really buggy in offline mode. I don't know. Maybe it's just really buggy. So we will see. We will see. Got that to play with. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Gig. Unless you got any other closing thoughts? No, I think I think that's uh, I think that's it for me. The only the only other thing that I wanted to mention, which is like incredibly, it's just a one liner. Okay. was they added a skill point for Sniper on Tarkov Shooter Part 8. Oh, yeah. But now you only need to get to Sniper 4, which is good. You get to Sniper 4, you get one part for... You get one Sniper skill for Tarkov Shooter 8, you get one for Shooter Born in Heaven, which is going to be a nightmare, but you have to do it, and then you get three for doing Mentor with Peacekeeper. So that, that's how you get to nine. So you only need to get to four now. So actually, it's quite, it's quite nice. Quite nice. Yep. That was nice. But yeah, just to... So people know they don't have to suffer reloading quite as much as they did previously. That's if you're going for Kappa, basically. If you're yeah. going for Kappa. Yeah. If you're going okay. for Kappa. Doesn't really help out for Tarkov Shooter Part 3 because those quests are kind of further out. The, the ones yeah, that exactly. give you points. So. Exactly. That's the one I'm stuck on, Tarkov Shooter 3. Yeah, I've, I succumbed, dude. I was going to do the snipey thing, but I was like, you know what? Let me get my Mosin with T45 ammo on. Just start loading load away. Up. Yeah, yeah. I'm halfway through Sniper One. I mean, also as well, to much to my much to my dismay, I'm not quite at the right level yet for it. But I'm six points through Vitality Two, 
So whether I will actually get to three vitality before I hit therapist three, I'm not sure because then I can do the med station. But I'm only one level away from therapist three. Three. So in the usual giga fashion, I will not have vitality three to level up the med station, and I will have to go and rub myself with some barbed wire. It looks like it's only going to be a little <laughs> bit. It looks like it's going to only be a small amount. Uh... But I'm going to have to do half a level of barbed wire. You know. Tantalizing on myself, dude. Why is that still in the game? It's why? Why? To really hammer home the point of use high pin ammo is I did the stirrup with the Magnum revolver, the three fifty seven, just for fun. I was doing woods mm -hmm. quests, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, let's RP a little bit. I'll bring in the revolver, <laughs> and I decided to use low pin ammo. Because okay. it has really good, re I think it has like 29 recoil reduction, but it has like, you know, 8 pin, really high flesh damage. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll just shoot him in the head. You know, I'm a gamer. I can do this. I managed to, I did it like for two or three raids and yeah, it's just really hard to hit people in the head and um, <laughs> it does nothing to armor. I did manage to kill yeah. one guy who was prone. I heard him prone. He was on the hill sniping at the village. And I ran up behind him, and he tried to play dead on me, but I just shot him in the leg five times to kill him. Wow. It took, yeah. So eventually, I learned I learned the hard way. I just need to use the FMJ because it actually can penetrate armor. It has like thirty five pen or something, and yeah, it was actually seventy damage and thirty five pen. It's actually pretty good. I I mm. actually I I think if you know if you're on startup, I think you might be better for nine mil just because you get more ammo you know the the revolver does take a while to reload but it does pack a punch so i don't know it's something to consider if you want to spice it up try something different that's my is the meta blurb. taken two as we were saying before so you take you two, could you... it's a little pricey what <laughs> the other one and then you're just like <laughs> with the rounds in your inventory to reload them i didn't go that far i didn't i didn't do 14k that. 14k for the epirina from yeah i guess you could get two Revolver's akimbo. <laughs> Dual wielding when? Dude, it's it's a fun gun with the double action. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I liked mm -hmm. it. But um mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think that's actually I don't know, yeah, because I looked at this the other day, the Magnum FMJ is seventy damage thirty five pen. I was like, that's actually not that far off ACP AP. Yeah, it's it's actually not that bad. Not I mean powerful cartridge. It is it is coming out of a revolver, mind you, but that's that's the point of the story is uh, pull up the wiki and learn the ammo if you haven't mm -hmm. already because uh, high pain ammo just yeah. you just win you literally just win exactly and we'll cool. wrap it up there everyone thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you all next week catch you later.